0: Hey, this is Chase Sexton. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. What's
1: up, guys? This is Hunter Lawrence, and you're listening to the Moto X Podcast.
2: What's up, everybody? We are back with another episode of the Moto X-Pod show. This week, it's episode 255. We've got a couple top-notch guests coming on. The Vital MX Moto X-Pod show is presented by Racetech and Boyson. In 1972, Boyson revolutionized reed induction performance, and to this day, the name is synonymous with superior performance, quality, and service. With the Boyson rad valve, maximum power can be achieved through air intake, acceleration, and distribution. We're excited to spotlight Boysen's factory racing rider support program, a comprehensive support system for motocross and off-road riders. The program offers participants exclusive access to Boysen's products, yearly discounts, and the potential to become one of their new product development test riders. Boysen offers custom engine and performance modifications tailored to each rider's needs. Join the community of Boysen factory flyers. Take your performance to the next level with Boysen for 2023. Visit boysen.com to apply now. Once again, in studio with me, I've got my buddy,
3: Lewis Phillips, in. What's going on, Lewis? What's up? Thank you, friend.
2: I didn't realize we were friends. Yeah, of course. Why would we not be friends? Well,
3: I feel good about that. Uh, Nervous this week? Or less nervous than last week? Oh,
2: way less nervous.
3: Because we we had a few fumbles last week. Yeah, we
2: did. But we had some life lessons, thanks to you, and and a movie you suggested, which we're going to get to some British humor talk, and we're going to get to that. But let me introduce our other guest. You're my friend, Lewis. This guy's my boss, Michael Lindsay. No, he's my friend, too. What's up, Michael? I'm both. Yeah, you're both. Uh, well, I mean, solid. I think we were friends first. Now you're my boss. Uh, I mean, at the end of this, we may not be friends. You never know. Accurate. <laughs> Big show tonight, Michael. You want you want to announce the guests?
1: Well, I feel like uh, one of the one of the guests has a very befitting intro all of his own. Chase Sexton.
2: Yeah, you want me to go ahead and play that now? He's going to save it. Wait, what wait, what's this? Just hang
3: tight. Is it? Can't stop. <laughs> it didn't play. Is that? Oh, there's more ultimately i've decided on the sexton ship and i am the capitan a 16 and 1 season is just fine too 17 and 0 would have been great (laughs) but we are more than happy to sit here and accept 16 and 1 do you want to know what cs stands for (laughs) clearly superb clearly superior it works in many ways clearly successful can't stop Chase. I, I'm funny. I'm not going to lie. I'm funny. Like, that this, made me laugh. This whole
1: show is for, for Lewis. We picked uh, his two, two guys at the moment. I know he wanted to talk to the most. We got AC coming on tonight. Adam Cincarello is our first guest. And then, yeah, Team Honda HRC's Chase Sexton. So he can speak with the El Capitan himself, the man steering
3: him mm. to victory. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, this is my second podcast with you people. And I've already pushed you to greatness, helped you elevate your level. And I'm just really the wind beneath your wings.
2: That's funny. I was singing that song earlier today. Well, that's How because fitting. you were thinking about me
3: and everything <laughs> I do for your life.
2: Well, before we get to Chase Sexton and Adam cirillo there was some news this week, Michael, some uh, breaking news. We talked about it a little bit Monday night, but Carson Mumford gets the ride at Pro Circuit. Uh, you had some news on that. There were some other guys that were up for that ride. And what
1: do you know about that? Uh, I just heard that it, it was kind of an internal vote of some sort that uh Carson Brown Carson Mumford and Chris blos were the three considered and i I knew about blows because he had actually reached out to me and, and told me he had gone a, a call um, but those were the three considered and what I found interesting with that is well a few things uh the fact that mitch is doing a fill-in he just teams don't do it anymore if they aren't required by sponsors I don't know if things have changed in their contracts but usually he would go racing on a coast with one guy, especially if it's his title of a guy. I mean, Austin is losing that, so maybe that's why. But also the fact is they went for three options that are all sort of off the couch or so not. I mean, Mumford coming back from the wrist injury, Blos would be off the couch, and Carson Brown would be off the pit bike in his backyard.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh, what do you think, Lewis? I, when I hear those names, Chris Blows kind of seems yeah. like a guy that I would have probably been wit for. I mean, just... He he did really well in Paris, obviously, and he's been racing.
3: See, I was going to say the complete opposite to you. Oh, I thought you were going to say when I hear those names, I'm shocked that any of them were on the list. <laughs> and because like Mumford yeah. caught me off guard because he yeah. had a broken wrist. So sure. I kind of didn't even consider broken him. Broken wrist and a ride. Um, Bloss, I would never really think that Mitch would look at him. And who was the other one? Carson, Carson Brown. Okay, that kind of makes sense to me, but maybe not. A who, lot. I like. I, I was so fixated on Dylan Walsh being the best option and the best guy that I didn't really have the mind power to think about something else.
1: Who of that whole group has the best ever main event finish?
3: Oh, it'll be um blows. Okay, that's obvious. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, that's great. Just that doesn't talk mean down blows that so doesn't much. that do, I <laughs> didn't talk down blows at all. <laughs> but it doesn't exactly um. You can pull out facts to shoot your uh, to shoot to fit your narrative, no matter what. Like, what is? I don't know. I haven't got an example right now, but I'll have one soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, no, but I'm. Ha- although I thought that Walsh was the guy and should have got it, I'm happy for Mumford. Although I do acknowledge that this is very, very um, not sink or swim, but this is a golden opportunity and he has to take it with both hands.
2: Yeah, it could be. I, I think we talked about this also Monday night, but for Car- uh, for him, if, if he goes out and does really well, it's great. But if he fails in any way, it, you can't blame it on the injury that you're coming off of. This is huge. You have to go perform. This is the best opportunity you've had. Michael, if he doesn't perform, he, he, they're not going to care that his wrist was hurt and he's coming off an injury. It doesn't matter. You have to go perform now.
1: Um, it is. It's definitely – I want to say it's secret, it's not the end if it doesn't go well. But was on Geico, went away, had flowed between my team, now Bar X. Uh, if he goes to PC and doesn't get it done – it's like falling back down the ladder. It's not that there's no chance for him to do it, but now it's back to two or three years of grinding and really showing that you deserve the opportunity again. Uh, it doesn't just yeah, magically reappear the next year. So his, his career is very young and it sucks in that sense if it doesn't go well, it would be the length of his career again to maybe get that opportunity.
3: I, um, I generally rate Mumford. Mumford. I like him. I think he's good. I think he's got potential. I think he has had a bit of a tough of things obviously geico shutting down kind of really just um threw his career for a loop everything that he kind of banked on having was suddenly taken away he got stuck with this guy which is a whole experience <laughs> in itself and we should really light a candle for him purely on that basis <laughs> um and then obviously he's on a suzuki 250 which comes with its own <laughs> comes with its own um well uh, wild ride of fun speaking of the suzuki the bar x team
2: his dad is, has some ownership in that, but that hurts that team. Uh, who, what are they going to do to fill that spot? I mean, do they have do they have something set up that you know of? Uh, another guy? Uh,
1: not that way I mean, they're racing West and outdoors. Yeah. Uh, they are supposed to be a four man team. Ty was not. They explained to us Ty was not the fill in for Carson. However. I'm just guessing. Probably the way the contracts are written, they probably just need three guys on track would be my guess. So I don't think we'll see anyone on that bike. However, I could be wrong. Maybe they do fill the spot. Uh, but it wouldn't shock me if they just keep going with Derek Drake, Ty Masterpool, and I'm drawing a blank.
3: Der- uh, you said Derek Drake. D- um, Derek Drake, yeah.
1: Ty D- Masterpool. Oh,
3: wow. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll tell you this. So oh, it, Robbie Wageman. It, yes, of yep. course. Which he was um, riding today, actually. I will tell you Paul this. Wageman. Right random away, random sidebar. I also rate Derek Drake.
1: Yeah, but Drake well, I always by the way Drake's had a really tough one. He has to he's had a heart condition, yeah. a bunch of issues. Mm-hmm. So he's like my example of Muffer because he had more of the real factory experience with, with TLD. So he's in that position of having to kind of rebound and prove himself for a couple of years. And then so far well, he's been at bar X, he hasn't been able to because he's had so many health issues. So he's still trying to climb back up the ladder where in Carson's case I think there's still that perception like, okay, he didn't get to go race Supercross for Geico. He did for me and he did for Bar X. And clearly, yes, there's talent there. There's clearly people see that. So I, I could see why he would get, for instance, the opportunity over Derek by far.
3: I um, would slightly disagree with what you said there about Derek Drake not, being a, not having proven himself since being on Bar X. He's been solid. Okay, he hasn't been amazing. But if you look at his results consistently, he's actually been good average to good like there's it's been quietly quite good i think i don't think quietly resu- quite good
1: not for me the results have been bad just because of the health issues he's been really inconsistent on racing and then outdoors he wasn't able to finish motors most of the time
3: i got you derek don't you worry if you <laughs> want to join the exclusive club of chase sexton ben watson jeremy sewer and more you hit me up it's getting less and less well, exclusive every room. week we're not talking about outdoors michael this is a supercross, supercross. show like why don't you pull up his um Yep, that's his I I like that. Why don't you pull right. up his results from bowling the other night? Just as <laughs> relevant. Wow. Okay. Let's stick with
2: a guy on a Suzuki but change teams. I want to know your opinions on Ken Roxon and how important it is for him to do better, to not look uh look like he's struggling. Like he has to, I feel like he can't have a, a weekend like he did at A one, Lewis. I just feel like he has to go out and look like he
3: knows what he's doing. I I honestly don't think it's important at all. Obviously, he wants good results, uh, blah, blah, blah. But he's not going to get another ride with KTM HRC cap. Like he's not going to go back now to a elite factory team. Um, He is on kind of the way out. It sounds harsh, but it's his age. Like clearly he's on his way out. So I kind of feel like he's in the twilight years where there's nothing to lose, everything to gain. And if he can come out and look like himself, then that's great. But if he struggles, he's got a, uh, I got shit for saying this. He's got a built in excuse. And at the end of the day, who cares? He's had a great career. He's done what he's done and what he does now isn't going to affect that. Although I would love to see him on the podium and winning, obviously.
2: But Michael, for his mental health, if he comes out and struggles a couple more weekends in a row, he could just start shutting down and, and disappear again. Like last year.
1: I don't know about that. Cause even he's, he's in place where he's talking about how surprised they're performed and that he wasn't expecting a race for the championship compared to honda where he is expected I, I to lewis's point whether you want to call it a built-in excuse or he's mentally there i don't know if getting let's go to the bat and let's say he keeps flowing around fifth to eighth for a couple of rounds i don't know if that affects him that bad i think he's already mentally prepared for that uh, I, yeah i don't i agree like i get it you don't want to see somebody like him running around there and you start to wonder oh is this going to hurt his confidence i think quietly he sh- he's mentally strong enough in a sense I shouldn't say manager. He believes himself like having a few bad rounds is not going to change his perception of how well he can go race. He knows that if everything clicks, he can go right back to winning. So I, I don't see it bringing him down that way. Um, again, I, I just don't think you race at the level he has and then just start doubting yourself. He definitely doesn't seem to doubt himself, I, but I always wonder
2: when he's talked about the health issues over the last couple of years, it, it just seems like he's like when Cooper was beating him a couple of years ago, when Cooper won the championship, That mentally got in his head. At times, he seems he could be mentally weak. Lewis, no?
3: Yeah, but, okay, at times, maybe he has seemed like that, but that's been in a very different situation where there's a lot on the line, where he's expected to do X. Now, you can guarantee that that team were stoked with a fifth place. Yeah, that's true. That's the best thing ever. Good point. And when you come back to the truck and you're surrounded by positive energy, like, for instance, sat here now, I'm surrounded by very negative energy, and I'm struggling. (laughs) <laughs> but in his case going back to that truck i'm sure they were stoked if they weren't stoked maybe they need to check themselves a little bit that makes you go oh, okay this is all right i like this i'm happy with this um so yeah I'd, but that's also why i think this was the best move for him because he has a comfort level there that he would not get anywhere else unless he rode a beta or a, a prillia or something beta beta beater, beater. beater. okay good points Let's change to a
2: more positive vibe, and let's talk about Racetech, which is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company with over 35 years of providing factory-level suspension to the everyday rider. Did you know what you can get the same great products, settings, and services that, you, that Racetech offers locally to you with a tu- tuner you can drive to and likely see at your local racetracks? Racetech has a network of service centers around the globe who have access to the same parts and settings as Racetech's headquarters in Corona, California. Log on to Racetech.com to find out the Racetech Center closest to you. This week's featured Racetech Service Center is PDR Performance in Minnesota. My buddy, Clay Olson, does Good all the guy. work on my bikes. Killing it. Does a- Lewis, wouldn't you want your suspension done by the sum- same guy that does dark side suspension?
3: Christ. I- I- I'm throwing you a softball. I-, I mean, you could have named anyone, I feel. But the name dark sides just throw me off. But yes, no, I would love that. That would be yes, amazing. It,
2: it's great. PDR performance. <laughs> Visit racetech.com to find a service center near you. Oakland. Oakland was rescheduled for February eighteenth. I don't know if it's round two or round six at this point. Go ahead. On, that, they, on they the updated. AMA
3: on the AMA results website, it says San Diego is round two. Okay, and Oakland, but, is, and Oakland is round six. But Bud Felds. On fel, on the Supercrosslive.com website, it says round three. And I swear to God if I'm sat in that San Diego stadium and I hear someone over the microphone go, hey, welcome to round three. I will burn that place to the ground. <laughs> round three. I will take round free. I will take my match <laughs> and you'll burn it to the ground. Yep. That and is, I won't even give you a heads. That up. is
2: not legal in the United States of America, just so you know. Well that's gonna that, put a, that
1: would be considered terrorism. Terrorism. And oh, you're no. a foreigner, so that would definitely that's, be terrorism. That's, no, well, that's not good, is it? No, no it is not because This does not bode well for you, my friend. Mm. This does not bode well for yeah,
3: you. Yeah, that's not good.
2: What do you guys think, though? That was technically the first That was the first weekend off for the series. Still somewhat early in the series, but do you think that's going to affect teams? I know, Michael, you have the, the thought of the logistics for the teams having to travel, but just riders in general, Lewis,
3: any effect on them? I think the biggest effect this has is it kind of throws the 250 West schedule into disarray. Like, that now long break okay they still got a bit of a break from oakland to whatever the next round is but that's still like a that disrupts plans for them um 450s it doesn't make a difference but i'll tell you what controversial opinion i would have rather them sin just cancel them sin them just cancel oakland completely and it, just stick to what the schedule was going to be because and just, you just hate be oakland? 16 round championship okay that sounds shit i don't like that i thought it was, oh, you didn't, you didn't get just get hate Oakland. Um, what's sorry. Do you just hate Oakland? No, I like Oakland, but I don't know why. I just feel like I don't like the whole like. Now we're changing things, but you know what? A sixteen round championship would have been terrible as well. So maybe yeah. I'm just never happy.
1: Never. You're just always. Yeah, I haven't that. seen it yet. But other than when he's at Chipotle, to, just grinding for greatness. His point: the West Coast guys have the weirdest schedule this year. They usually go from their normal. Oh, let's race! This year was already going to be different with a shorter entry to West. Normally, it's six rounds. Then they get a break. Then they race like twice a shootout, and then to the end or something, uh, where now it's we're only doing three races, then a couple weekends off, then a race, then a shootout, then some races off, then another. It's For those guys, especially 250 West, it's kind of been a little bit of an advantage for those guys where they get to test outdoors because they're like, oh, we're not racing for almost two months or something like that. Not quite that long recently, but they can separate their schedules where now those guys are going to have to stay a little more sharp on Supercross. They won't be able to maybe split their time up as much.
3: Yeah, because after Oakland, the next West round is Seattle. On what date is that? March the twenty fifth. So February the eighteenth to March the twenty fifth. That oh. isn't much time to do outdoor testing and the things that they would normally do in that break. Because sure. from March the twenty fifth, they they are then pretty flat out with. I, I think their it's higher than that because the round after Oakland's an East West shootout, if I remember right. Uh, uh, Arlington
1: is yeah, Dallas East is, West. Yeah, Arlington
2: is East West. No, it's not. That, it's uh, it, no, it's a uh,
3: Triple Crown. I know oh, that. Yeah, yeah, both crown, the, yeah. the East West shootouts are both really late. This yeah, day. yeah. Okay, are they? I, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's East Rutherford and uh, the last round. You are correct, yep. Yep, I am correct. You're always correct. Oh, yep. boy.
1: Here we go. Yep. Just giving him ammunition one day at a time. Yep. One day at a time. Yep. We're
2: going to have a 250 East discussion here in a second.
1: But first, I want to tell you about W wheels,
2: Lewis. Once we get you back on a motorcycle, mm-hmm. you, your motorcycle needs to have WUSA wheels yep. just for safety and for performance. And quality, quality w is your source for all things wheels if you're looking for a complete set of wheels for your bike we have something for every budget if you want to use the same wheels used by eli tomac cooper webb malcolm stewart christian craig chad reed and jeremy mcgrath just to name a few we have what you need we have the exclusive w edge wheel set starting at 799 dollars as the exclusive importer of hon kite and town hubs as well as excel and did rims we can build your dream wheels If you're looking to just freshen up your stock wheels, we can help with that too. Give us a call or check check out our website, www.wusa.com, or follow us on Instagram to see some of the latest and coolest builds we have done. Make sure you mention Moto X-Pod Show to get a discount on your order. Lewis, I'm going to let you uh, start off this 250 East discussion. What are your thoughts? Who are the favorites?
3: Uh, Who are going to underperform? I think it's going to be the Hunter Joe Shimoda Show. Okay. I think that's quite a universal opinion. I don't think anyone disagrees with that.
2: I feel like I want to argue that.
3: Okay, off you but go. But I'm going to let you go first. want well, just, okay, just explain to that why. Point, I'd just like to comment that someone in the YouTube chat says, "Is it just me, or does anyone else get the feeling that Lewis doesn't like Jamie?" And I'd like to confirm that <laughs> I hate your guts, um, <laughs> and I feel that way also. So
1: um, I'm not see, about I'm you, but a trend about-
3: that everyone he's on screen with, people just think. We hate him yeah. or he hates us. But I did notice it. we were on Pulp this week, obviously. And I noticed that a lot of people said, is it me or does Alden Baker sound cocky? Oh. a lot of people said, I think it's just the accent. So right. maybe I just generally sound like I hate everyone. Um, well, you're sarcastic. I and and we've talked about you love being sarcastic. I so for our, you know what?
2: Let's just roll with, yeah, you hate me. Be, okay. That's better for the um, show.
3: Back to the East Coast. Uh, yeah, I believe that it will be the Hunter Lawrence Joe Shimoda show. I think that Hunter Lawrence will win. That would be my pick for the favorite. If you want a sleeper. Max Anstey will be very good. And especially on that coast with those conditions and those tracks, he will be on the podium a lot. He will win main events slash main events and get ready for that. You can embrace that when it happens and thank <laughs> me for tipping you off. Um, it's weird because coming into the season, I thought that the West Coast was so much stronger than the East. Yeah. But after the injuries that we've had and seeing the West Coast, I'm suddenly now quite excited for the East already, even though we've only had one uh west coast experiment michael
1: i thought you had your argument i'm waiting to hear i i want to hear you argue with him okay i well <laughs> if i if i say my argument it's a little ridiculous but i just
2: kind of want to stir him up really is the point but i think michael moseman styles robertson are going to have a little more to how, show how than what
1: styles robertson
2: or not sorry nate thrasher yeah, no, no uh i was gonna say tom the, the owl just to kind of stir him up I Even actually forgot
3: the Tom Vial. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. So I'll tell you and Vial, this...
2: I think, are going might be a little bit more of a surprise. Mosimann obviously has experience. It's time for him mm-hmm. to start getting some wins, and if he can stay off the ground, the guy can do
3: it. I um I will say this. I spoke to a European source because I have those uh, Anaheim one shocking a source that has been very honest with me in the past about riders he has worked with, how they are doing, how they are looking. And he said to me, Tom Vial's going to surprise a lot of people. He looks, apparently he's really happy, really confident, and looks great. And I questioned the whoops thing, because I know that's come up, but I think at the KTM intro, he didn't look great. And he said, no, no. There was a reason for that, but he said, he went, no, no, he's going to be really good. And I said, fifth through eighth? And he went, you're wrong. Wow. See, I've heard he hasn't been looking that good at the
2: test track, but I don't really put a lot of stock in that. He's still figuring things out. He's tons of talent, clearly a champion, He'll be fine. Go ahead, Michael.
1: I'm, are we just going to ignore one of the few people in the field that has won? Nate Jordan, Thrasher, oh. Jordan Smith. Jordan Irvine. Smith? You awesome. you wanna, no do no you chance at podiums. podiums. Did you, do you want me we, to pull up Jordan Smith's about?
3: results?
2: I, I feel like Jordan, I always feel like Jordan's a sleeper because he's been so close to championships, and then it's injury.
3: It's Imagine he's... if you had a bomb. Okay. And <laughs> it was going to detonate, but no one told you when. Jordan Smith. <sighs>
2: wow. I almost threw an F-bomb out from that.
3: No, no, I mean, it can be good
2: until that point, but yes. then suddenly... Maybe he's got it fixed now.
1: Maybe. <laughs> a-
3: and Nate Thrasher? Um, I don't really have anything to say about Nate Thrasher other than he'll be average and then suddenly good and then average again. And he probably does need to sort himself out because I, going back to last week, he is probably a rider who will benefit from the fact that there isn't a lot of talent coming through because otherwise I feel like he would be in grave danger of losing his ride. Okay, I got one more for you here for comparison. Are you just going to throw stuff at
1: me? Yeah, I am, because this is fun. Who's going to do better, Max Hansey or Jeremy Martin?
3: You know what? No, I can't say this because everyone thinks that I'm being biased and I love British people when you I do. hate them. I hate them too. Just like me. Um, <laughs> Max will be very good. Max will be very good. I've I I know a lot that's going on there, and I think he will be very good. I think he would have been very good on the... West Coast, but the fact that the East Coast is slightly easier, I think. Although the more we talk, I think maybe that's now deeper. It, it looks
2: that way because we're also. We're, I mean, Vince fries, If I don't know when he's going to race,
1: we we know he, he's not doing that. He's case. not doing that at yeah. all. No, he's walking around with a boot still on his leg. Day like a. I, walking, I didn't know how long he'd be he, before he was.
2: He no, has world.
3: injured he his, his Achilles. Yes. Oh well, yes. No.
2: Wow. yes. Right. Okay. Okay.
1: He. You won't see him. He'll start because now that Brayden is not on the team, he will. Well. Okay, I may have just put my foot in the mouth. We may see him by the end of Supercross, but it would not be on a two fifty. He's gonna be racing a four fifty in World Supercross. Him and Cole Seeley both will be. So when we see Vince come back, he'll probably start riding a four fifty to prepare for world.
2: Lewis, nothing that, that you what about what do you think Jeremy
3: Martin's top out is? I think he can win a main. Yeah. Yep. Do I see him as a title contender? Probably not. But then as I say that, I kind of think to myself, well, maybe, why don't I? And I don't actually have a reason. Um, maybe just past results and going off of what we've seen for years. He, to be honest, I didn't even consider him like as an East Coast rider. So he's definitely coming in under the radar. And that probably means he'll surprise everyone. Right. Yeah. And the upside will be huge. Um, so if I say that Shimoda and Hunter are the guys, would I be surprised if Martin was third in points? No, not really.
2: I actually do agree with you. Hunter and Joe are the, the most likely top two guys. I'm I'm going to go with Joe for the championship personally before I've seen anything. You've been, Michael, to club a couple times recently. You're tight with some of those guys. How is Jeremy looking I, from what you've heard?
1: I've heard struggling with whoops quite yeah. a bit. Um, I will say, so on the Jeremy Martin thing, something I was thinking about before, I really thought going into this that it was a very risky move for a club to hire him. But the closer we get to the season, the more I talk to people like you hear even Lewis, like kind of almost forgetting about him. I'm almost wondering if it's not as big of a risk as I thought, because if he comes out and just has an eh, season, he's he hasn't been trending fantastically. So maybe it doesn't look that bad on the team. But if he comes out and is actually really competitive on the podium at all these rounds, does it how much does it give club to hang their hat on of like, look, we put him on our program, we put him at our facility on our bike, we we not per se fixed him everybody know he can go fast but look we helped him bring himself out of, out of the slump i actually like i said at first i thought it was a riskier move for club and the more i think about it is like ah, it might not be as risky as i thought it was
3: yeah, yeah it, it won't be risky because he is so under the radar so actually yeah. i don't think anyone has expectations no one's coming in going jeremy jeremy martin should win this championship <laughs> let's see if the team holds him back no one's like asking those questions whereas if it was hunter lawrence on that team, I think that would be the conversation. Yeah, fair
2: point. We've uh, got a, about fifteen minutes before we get our first guest of the night on. I Just
1: got one more for you for two fifty east. About it? It's not confirmed, but I, based on a conversation I had at A One, it's looking more and more likely. Is where do we peg Hayden Deegan for two fifty east? What is considered a successful rookie year for him? For well, I think most people think is being thrown in early, but I actually think is my I personally think is about the right time
3: fifth through eighth that's pretty high yeah is I that was... high
1: no I, I not like terrible but i think that's like are we saying consistently round around oh, do
3: you mean high as in
1: good or high as in bad like high as in high as like, high that... higher than first or no i meant like five to eight like do you mean first off do you mean that like every round like super consistently? i just think he will be think...
3: a, when we talk about yeah. him he will be a fifth through eighth guy like okay. put it this way this is weird to say i would expect tom vial to be better than him which doesn't really make sense again. For experience
1: but, on Supercross.
3: Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but I would just expect it because Tom Vial has been on this path now for months.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good point. I, I think Hayden could surprise some people and get a podium here and there, but overall, I think 5th through 7th, 5th through 8th is probably pretty accurate.
1: My my window's a little higher. I am I think, yes, he can finish as high as a 5th, but I'm leaning a little bit more towards an average of like a 7th to 10th, 11th, and I still think that's really solid again for how quick his progression is. Mm -hmm. I just think like any rookie, it'd be great to see him get, I I think what I deem is successful is just getting rounds under his belt. I don't have a lot of doubt in his ability to get there speed wise. I would rather see him just complete rounds, race with people versus the run inside the top three and cartwheel his brains out. Like we see from some phenoms that come in that are really fast, but can't keep it
2: Yeah, with his age, that's hard to keep that under control.
1: Yeah, and he's, I mean- uh, stars in a weird place where they're kind of rebuilding right now and i mean definitely a lot of that's put into hayden being their future there's no real rush um even though we were talking about him getting into the series without at such a young he's not really that young but for the progression of minibikes to now um he's got plenty of time to figure it out
3: okay that's great and that's brilliant and that's very pc and that's great and that's brilliant (laughs) seriously he finishes 11th are star stoked Mm. Eh, what,
1: are we talking about the first round or okay, uh, rounds in? First round,
3: fine. But round no, four, no. If he finishes, if he finishes eighth, are stars Stoked or are they lighting a bo- uh, lighting le- a match uh, under his eyes? Bo-
1: but bo- if it's Bobby Regan at the race, he gets eleventh at round three or four. He's going to come up to him and go, "Boy, <laughs> you need
3: to get off that YouTube channel and start riding right? harder." And does that then have a negative impact on his career moving forward? Because then he's forcing that issue. Then his mind's working. All hypothetical, but you know, just looking at things looking at potential like there is expectation on that team obviously
1: i am curious because he hasn't lived even though he's been in the limelight up until his last little bit of amateurs he wasn't like the dominant kid right but then since he has became that i'm curious going into pro supercross how it is the one thing that's missing from amateurs i think it was ryan holiday that said something similar to this in a video once like you go to amateurs you get beat at a big race you have six to eight weeks to work on and come back and race those same guys again you can go race other races when pro racing of course is one of the few situations where you can get your teeth kicked in one week and guess what 7 days later you got to go back and get your teeth kicked in again. And yeah, that's it, that's something everybody nobody really has the experience doing until they go do it.
2: Well and also with all the expectations that have been put on him through the YouTube channels and the fans and everybody thinks he's the greatest, you know, kid of all time at this point. He's, he's the superstardom and then you have Bobby Reagan who is very very demanding. If he goes out and doesn't perform, a kid that age it could really hurt their self-esteem it could start breaking them mentally and then maybe he doesn't perform at all all season and who knows where that that's kind of what you were saying louis i think is
3: yeah and actually to your point uh remove the star expectations the youtube expectations if he is coming in and he is thinking to himself i think i can i think i can do this yeah like because let's be honest we all do it we all go oh yeah i just want to have a good time but in the back of your mind you're like i I think i can actually do for instance when we did the star wars trivia game i was like oh i don't know how this is going to go but in the back of my mind i was like i think i I can do this (laughs) um like if he is if he has got it in the back of his mind that it would be cool if i went out and won my first main then that can have a that can have a negative impact yeah. that kind of rolls downhill fast, like all many different things to look at and dive into with a mental Lewis Phillips for Shrink. Um Oops. the Shrink Show. Well speaking got... Oh go ahead. I
1: was gonna say I got one more star relay thing. It's a okay. little bit beyond two fifties. If we're talking about laying down whether it's predictions or getting on PC here, amongst their entire team, who's the most likely to not because we talk about Bobby being gnarly and the team being pretty full at this point, and with Deegan coming in and maybe Bennick. Who is the most likely person to lose a ride at start at the end of the year? Who's the most likely? Including rider to be West out? Coast. Everybody. Okay. Yeah. All um, 250
3: guys. I would say a Thrasher. Uh, Jordan uh, Smith. Really? Jordan Smith is just a placeholder. He's not there for long term, is he? He's just there because it works as, at the as moment. As far as
1: I'm here, I feel like, yeah, he's on the absolute like, either get it done or get off the pot
3: yeah jordan's i don't think jordan smith is there because oh we like this guy and in three years time he'll be on the team and doing great he's there because we needed to fill a spot with someone who has potential that works for this year
1: well again i said the reason he got hired is very simple they are in a rebuilding year it is a gamble and i understand depending on how you feel with jordan it's either this is the craziest idea ever some people are a little more like ah maybe maybe it'll finally work but last year they were in a position where okay We need somebody who is at least raced for a championship or at least has some minor statistical chance of this happening. And Jordan, of the people available, was pretty much it. At least he's raced to a championship. I'm not saying it made it a great reason, but he's gone down to the wire in a championship. No, he
3: is I think he was the best option for star this year at this point. Is if you go into their office and look through their papers, is he down as a plan for twenty twenty five? Absolutely not. Is he down for twenty twenty four? Probably not. He is a placeholder.
1: How how does he have to do to keep a spot for 20
3: Win, straight win. Win, win. Not win, maybe win, not win, the, win, maybe, win, win, maybe not the title, but if he wins races three rounds, yeah, sure. Podium, uh,
2: podium finishes. Yeah, he yeah. needs
3: he needs. But, but I think expectations <laughs> are very high.
1: I think he's capable of that though. Here here's a great one from the comment section. Jordan Smith got hired through a temp agency.
3: <laughs> um, Mean, that's a little that's a little Ouch. aggressive okay that's a little that's no i do not agree that's a little aggressive no. a little beyond your whoa reaction. whoa we even well, had lewis well, phillips it's aggressive yeah wow no i just was trying to i was protecting myself <laughs> I, I was i was um so i was checking myself before i wrecked myself you, that was a that was a music reference <laughs> it was see
2: holy crap once again back they in exist. my mind yeah, yeah. i think i can do they this They found out so speaking of the star wars GP trivia game the other night. We are going to get into GPs after our first guest, yep. so make sure you have your background. Oh, he's always background. ready. You know, you, yep. you, you ready. know what we're talking about. But we found out on the way home from Vegas, Michael, we, we drove back with Sean and uh, Lewis, found out that he likes Will Ferrell movies. Mm-hmm. He likes the American version of The Office. Mm-hmm. I, I was blown away. And then he started suggesting movies that we should watch. I was,
3: t- was trying to impart knowledge. Help you improve your culture. Yes.
2: Things? <laughs> culture. So, so last night, this is, this, is not, uh, this is not moto time here. We're going to get outside of moto for just a minute. So sorry, guys. But I watched the movie The Inbetweeners, mm-hmm.
3: as per your suggestion. Yep. Because I felt like you did not understand me one bit. You didn't understand That's my humor. You didn't understand my sarcasm. <laughs> you were very confused by what my deal was. And I felt like that was the most quickfire introduction to British culture. Because I, was there a lot of insults thrown around? Oh, yeah, there? yeah, <laughs>
2: absolutely, absolutely. Like, I've watched, like, the movie Snatch before. I've never heard of it. Okay, well, it, you should go watch it. The movie was great. It it made me laugh. Uh, There's a couple of scenes that I thought were very, very funny. I learned a life lesson from it that I have implemented into today. Today, Michael, you are not as science? angry
1: today. I was wondering mm. before the show, are you stressed? You're just like, no. Nah. This, well, this is movie. the effect it fixed on it people. You. Yeah. Michael uh, You I'm didn't good. say you didn't think he was gonna get most of the movie, most of the humor.
3: I'm like Jesus reincarnated. <laughs>
2: wow. wow. Guy,
3: that's that's even farther than Steve Mathis would go, I think. Quote Lewis <laughs> Phillips <laughs> the the perfect combination of Roger DeCoster, Alden yeah. Baker, and yeah. Jesus. I'm sure there were some things that went <laughs> over your head because it is very British humor
2: i got i think i got most of it yeah yeah I, the dance scene was funny oh, the, yes, that's yeah.
3: a universal language. <laughs>
2: yeah the dance scene had me cracking up uh 50, 50 quid for if you shit on the floor yep that was children's good stuff. toilet <laughs> yeah so <laughs> i did I, again i don't remember the character's names i'll have to watch it again
3: mm-hmm. but there is a whole that was a movie based, based on a tv series. i saw that i will probably watch the tv too. series are even more outrageous okay really there's one episode that is just golden well, no. I'm
2: going to get into that. What, what do you think is the key difference in British humor, British television versus American?
3: The British humor is just very, very, very dry. And that's how we all communicate. Like, if I tell you that I hate you <laughs> and I'm going to light you on fire, I will say that in a very straight and serious way, but I don't mean it. I don't mean, I don't want to light you on fire. Sometimes I feel like I need to, <laughs> but I don't want to. <laughs> Um, I feel like I've given you a lot of sail drops, by the way. I feel like you're welcome. Um <laughs> lighting like no, like, you on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it is just very it's sarcastic, it's dry, it's very hard maybe to interpret whether it was serious or a joke. Uh yeah, okay. But that is generally what happens. You go and hang out with your friends and you just hurl insults and insults yes. and insults back and forth, back and forth, back, and you walk away and go, oh, that was a good night.
2: Exactly. So with all these responses you're getting from social media, from YouTube
3: where you think everybody hates you. Everyone hates you. You really
2: think you? they're just not getting it, which I don't understand
3: because... No, some, I can always... understand why some people genuinely hate me. I hate myself most of the time, <laughs> so I get you. We're actually on the same team. Um, but there are people who do not realize when I'm joking and when I'm being ha-ha <laughs> funny and when I'm being serious, like the person who thought that I hate you. I don't actually know what I said at the beginning of this show <laughs> to make them think that I hate you, but I probably... I mean, maybe it's I was something being something sarcastic. Yeah, it's probably something sarcastic. Right. Um, it's just it is probably the biggest culture but, difference between the two countries. You do get to a
2: point where you're kind of like over it. We saw that Monday night I where there were some conversations right. that went too long, <laughs> and you're like, okay, let's move on. And that that does come off no, abrasive that, uh, to people.
3: Yeah, that's that is jokey. Like like <laughs> like on the like on the show when I said um. When I, just, when I said, I'm, I'll be honest, this conversation isn't very, this conversation isn't entertaining. Like, okay, maybe that sounds ridiculously harsh, Yeah, but I'm kind, I am just kind of like, haha, like you're like, this is shit. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um, it's hard to explain. But if I come across as abrasive and I offend you in any way, I am sorry. You're not offending me. And please send me an email outlining what I did wrong and I will get to that and I will send you a reply in seven to ten days. And please,
2: please uh, <laughs> cc M. Lindsay at VitalMX.com so that we can use that in a, one of our upcoming segments. If anybody that doesn't like Lewis Phillips, oh,
1: we, we may use the HR department. HR department is in action. Yes. YouTube
3: comment. Dallas Keys says he's going to miss Saturdays with sewer. Sewer lands in LA in less than 48 hours. San Diego this weekend. Saturdays with sewer is happening on its new home of Vital MX, And we will be away from MXGP. He's going to be on holiday. So it may be the most outrageous thing we've ever seen. Will Hunter show? i actually i keep meaning to ask if he's coming but i wouldn't be surprised um but i've got a lot of plans have you ever seen what's it called i searched the name of it because i couldn't remember, billy on the street he runs up to people with I a know dollar what you're about. Yeah. we talked about this yes. on the car ride home too i want to do that snowstorm. with sewer i want to run right up, up to random you... fans in the street and go for a dollar nate tell me who this man is <laughs> like i feel like that would be really funny but i'm not going to do that because i don't have that much confidence
1: i would love it Everybody else is doing race coverage. There's just you running up to random <laughs> man fans on the in street San Diego. Yes.
3: Waving a dollar in their face. Yeah, Tell me sucks. who this
1: man is. It sucks that we're not down in Petco at oh, like, yeah, the yeah. downtown stadium, because you could run up and down the downtown All streets. The and, yes. <laughs> Go to the
3: train station when people get off.
1: Do you know this man? <laughs> Have you seen this man?
3: <laughs> I, it, I think, I, honestly, I've got some funny ideas. And he, yeah. like I say, he's doing nothing. So, um, I feel, I feel like this is something you could just have a picture of him and you could do this at every round in the
1: morning. No, so just run around. And that's ask not a few funny. People.
3: The funny thing is, dra- have like, it drag, drag him. Because it makes it a bit more awkward. So <laughs> that's like. uncomfortable. Because then they're sitting there Again, looking at him going, I, I Uncomfortable. I like yeah, uncomfortable it's, it's funny.
2: Okay, I want to get to one more thing before we get to our first guest. I think all of us feel like Jet Lawrence is obviously going to win the championship. What is it going to take for one of these other guys to step up and beat him consistently? What do they got to do, Lewis? I mean,
3: is it just get better? If Can I answer your question with a question? I, I suppose you can. I guess so. Can you? Um, if Jet starts temp this weekend and McAdoo hole shots, I think the McAdoo wins. What say you? Yes, I would agree. If McAdoo doesn't crash. Oh, that's harsh. Jamie, really harsh on riders with his really aggressive talk there. Was he being sarcastic? We don't know. Um... No, I think I think that Mcadoo would win. I don't think Mcadoo crashes that much anymore. No, he's he's getting better like, at that. He's putting it together. Think, I can't think of an instance where Mcadoo has washed the front or right. thrown something away recently. Whackers might be gone. I don't. I don't like. I don't even think that nickname's warranted. <sighs> Ma- I like Mcadoo, by the way. I've, I believe I in Mcadoo. Too. Add him to the exclusive group of. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to so keep a spreadsheet have one for
1: you because i do agree with you but i have one person that would hold another
3: person that's close to a whole shot but i'm not sure on
1: if rj was the one that would whole shot and jet started 10th what do you think
3: see i think McAdoo has the speed to maintain a gap over yep. um jet whereas i'm not sure that rj rj, I, RJ can have the speed but it's more yep. inconsistent so i feel yep. like i feel like jet in 10th rj in first jet can run him down purely on speed McAdoo in first jet in 10th i think McAdoo can hang a pace that means the jet really can't get that close. I rate McAdoo. I do. Uh,
2: ML, what are you looking forward to most come San Diego?
1: I mean, just going racing again is is just obvious as that sounds this week off. At first, I was kind of, I mean, we had a lot to do stuff to clean up. So I was like, okay, this is going to be useful for us. But I I don't know why. It was only a week, but it's made me feel like A1 was a month ago. I'm struggling so bad with it. Um, I do think it's, just interesting to see if it throws anybody off their game. Everybody's been out here not be able to rain ride. And I watched a certain rider today at the track that I, I was thinking in my head, oh, for some people this week might help them regroup and test. And then I feel like some guys, it's just going to spin them out even worse because now they're so concerned with, they have a week and the rain and I need to ride. I need to test. I need to do this. And uh, it might actually screw up some people more than it helps. So you just mentioned you, you talked
2: to or saw a rider today. You were out at the test track Mention who was there, and uh, maybe some some things you picked up on there were some guys that were ripping
1: uh a bunch of well uh, we had like there Tomac, was one guy Fers jet chase uh wilson huh? they <laughs> yo guys are riding Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, Del capitan is getting <laughs> my guy was there, <laughs> his tail started to whack if you look, he's got ones over there um now, jet was really impressive it, it's a track that was it's fairly tight, it's very rutted, watching the four fifty guys struggle with how hook the corners where how much the 450s would yank every direction come out of the corner except for the way they wanted to go and jet was just insanely solid a lot of us were laughing there's this it's a single kind of over start straight onto a, a very small table that's an off and then you're threeing on to another table it's insanely sketchy and the first off the the takeoff on top of it is like It's swear it's like six inches tall. It's something you would never want to seat bounce in your life because you're just picturing you'd go over the bars. A couple of us are standing there. Jet Spinsle jumps onto the first table and seats off it and threes on next. I think everybody in the group I was standing next to, their jaws hit the floor because, A, I think we were mind blown. He tried it. Two, I think we were all shocked they didn't instantly endo his brains out. Lewis, did you, you didn't go out there today. You too no. busy no. to go. Uh,
3: some of us have to work. It might shock you, I know, but there is work to be done. <laughs> not all <laughs> of us just get to drive around and have our jaws fall to the floor. Uh, being the boss is freaking nice. Mm, I'm not sure about that. Uh, it
1: is in my position. Speaking
3: as the boss, I'm not sure that my position is that great. To be honest. Speaking as the boss. Yes, no. I just took over. Lewis Phillips is <laughs> the, the new okay, boss. Okay, Troy Dog <laughs> CEO. Uh, I'm just you watch out. You watch your back. When you least expect it. <laughs> oh,
2: he's coming. <laughs> so as as I'm working on getting our first guest of the night on, Lewis, what are what are your high points on Adam C and What do you see in him?
3: What what are your why do you I like was, him? I was thinking this. Um at A1 Press Day, we spoke to AC, as did everyone in the world, and asked him about his mindset. It was I felt bad because I felt like he got asked that a million times. I think now that he's got A1 under his belt, showed speed, had a solid day, no real like drama or anything going horrifically, good result, very solid, everything's fine, building uh, base to build off of established. I don't think we need to talk about that anymore because he is now a racer again and he has something in his back pocket to take forward. And we now have Adam the racer again, whereas Adam, uh, in comparison to Adam the mindset guy.
2: Okay. Well, our first guest of the night... Brought to you by Prox, is Monster Energy Kawasaki's Adam Ciancerillo. Adam, you there? He is not there. Okay.
3: Come on, Jamie.
2: Hey, well, that's one of the things with this new <laughs> system <laughs> is we got to figure out how to get guests on without a call screener. And, yeah, we didn't get an answer. So you guys talk about yourselves about the series. I am going
1: to try to get Adam on the line. Okay.
3: You try your best. I'm we judging. believe
1: in you. I'm judging. The judgment um, is high. Can we talk about the show, or should we just judge him the whole time? No, let's yeah, talk.
3: You can do that. Let's talk. There was a YouTube comment that I wanted to address, oh, but I c- try it, him again. So there's I. There's been am. so many that um, I've lost them. A lot of people saying R- that <laughs> they hate me, and then people <laughs> saying. They Rumor has
1: hate it me. ML's team folded because he spent all the money on hair product. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. I th- all right, I think we got Adam on the line. Adam, well, are
2: you fast?
4: there? I'm here, fellas. I'm on that Dollar General Wi-Fi
2: my bad <laughs> well it's good to have you on the line ac uh we want to talk start off just talking about a one um how you feel about your results you were consistent obviously not in the top you know five there you, you were just staying consistent staying healthy which i think is your goal right now
4: yeah i think um you know it's difficult always having the mindset to win since i was you know since. I- a little kid and then coming back in this situation. And then even in situations in the past, it's difficult to wrap your head around like, okay, we're not going to go out here and just do whatever we have to do to get to the front. You know, it's almost like a mental exercise in itself. So obviously with the track being way more on the technical side for Anaheim one, the transitions were, were really tight and, you know, let's be real. I haven't, I haven't raced really. I mean, I did a couple couple of races last year, but I haven't raced in a really long time. And when you're not getting those reps, everything can feel a bit weird. And, you know, you kind of forget how some guys race and you kind of just get out of the flow of racing. And yeah, I did exactly what I wanted to do. Of course, I would like to be a little bit higher up, you know, maybe get some TV time, get up there close to the boys and, and duke it out a little bit. But I think all things considered, um, knock the cobwebs off, and um, that, that's thats kind of where I need to be right now. It's just, you know, I was actively kind of working on stuff when I was out there, you know, in the race, like it was practice um, at certain points too, and I think, I think that's what it's all about. I, I believe in myself enough to have the patience now to, you know, hopefully it, it pays off a little bit more down the road.
2: Yeah, you you got a third in your heat, of course ninth overall at, and at A one. What are some positives you took away, and was there anything maybe that you took away that was negative that you know you need to step up on?
4: Um, shoot, positives. I mean, I think, I think especially. Um, I mean, it's kind of the same answer. You know, when the day started, I've been I've been really, I don't know, I've been really working on obviously working on the things I need to work on to, to, to be better, to ride smarter, to be stronger, all these things. And you can do all those things perfect every day at the practice track. But when you go to the race, it's just, it's just different. You know, there's a lot of excitement and um, I got, I got real excited early in practice. You know, I think I, I had a, I had a little crash in the whoops and just a couple front end tucks and, I was really just super stoked to be out there and you can kind of, I know it sounds crazy from somebody that's, you know, not down there and riding and doing it, but um, you have to be very mentally disciplined to get into the kind of a new environment for me. Cause it's, it's been a while. Um, and, and still kind of mentally go to the same place you are at the practice track and, and fall back on the things that, that you're working on instead of just going, you know, pedal to the metal and, you know, trying to do everything you can. So I think I was, I was super stoked that I was able to kind of turn it around because I felt pretty, pretty terrible at first. Um, and I think my, you know, my heat race was, was solid from, for, from my perspective. And then in the main, I had to tip over early and um, just logged my laps and did what I wanted to do. So I think it's just being mentally disciplined and, and being focused on my process. That's going to be, you know, each weekend, whether it's, you know, if it's successful, that's me being disciplined on my process and what I needed to do. You know, it's not necessarily a result at the moment.
2: Okay. We, we've got quite a bit more to get into with you on A1, but my when we saw you on press day, myself and Lewis Phillips walked up to you, you, he, you said you knew who he was. He feels like you don't. So before I throw it over to him, what are your thoughts of Lewis Phillips, and how do you know who Lewis Phillips is? He doesn't know who I am.
4: <laughs> well, um, Lewis, I mean, he's got a he's got a very familiar face, man, really friendly face. But oh, that's uh, never been I'm, said in the really, history really of anything. Not,
0: <laughs> I'm really not sure how I know.
4: So I've just seen him around. Um, I've seen some of his articles and stuff. Uh, wherever he used to work, wherever you used to work before Lewis, I'm not I'm not quite sure. Was it Moto Online?
3: No, MX Vice.
4: MX Vice. Okay. Well I was close.
3: Yeah, I was close but now. anyway, I have been a fan of Lewis's I feel like
4: Lewis puts in a lot of um like he's got a bit of a different perspective yep. than the normal moto media journalism and I can and I can appreciate that. I see that he's really into the sport and um really tries hard. So um, always, always going to talk to talk to Lewis.
3: That's my guy. That's your guy. That's din- my guy. You, there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have at it, Lewis. Um, building off of what we talked about on press day, like after Anaheim won do you feel that you judged yourself too harshly, or do you think that you kept quite a level head uh, after? Because obviously it was a good day. Um, I'm sure you did have some negatives that you picked up on, but do you feel like you judged yourself fairly?
4: Yes. I definitely feel that that is still a work in progress. It's just like how you talk to yourself in general. Um, even in my, in my everyday life, it's just, I've always been a bit harsh with myself a bit. Um, you know, I don't have not had much patience that that hasn't been, obviously it's clear to see for anybody that, that follows the sport, but, um, yeah, so that's what I've really worked on is being patient with myself. um, I know this is a bit of a soft term to say in motocross, but just kind of being more kind to myself and, and being patient. Um, I, I do feel that there were certain times of the day, like after free practice, I'm like, dude, what what is this? Like, what am I, what am I doing? I don't think I even made it a lap doing all the jumps. Um, but I think a, a testament to my growth is, you know, getting better throughout the day. I think in the past it's easy for me to – whatever way the day starts to snowball, that's normally the way it goes. And for me to kind of be, I feel much more level-headed. I feel much more present in the moment. Um, And, yeah, I think that's only something like kind of experience
0: can give you. Um, Yeah.
1: I'm curious. Uh, all the stuff you talk about working on—is this all just from self-reflection? Is this stuff that Nick's helped you with? Are you the kind of guy that's up late watching YouTube videos and reading articles, or you know, is there somebody else that's kind of helped you through all this?
4: Of course, Nick is. He, you know, he's been my guy the last since man since 2018. It's like I'm I'm closer to him than I am anybody else really you know my family lives in Florida and I'm out here I I just bought a little you know a little town home like basically right in his house just so I could be with him we could be training and you know I I don't want um, any distractions I don't want to get too comfortable and I I just kind of want to be under his wing here and you know have somebody I think for me the, the biggest thing is is having somebody that is going to tell me the truth you know somebody that's going to to give me the truth all the time um, and has and my best interest at heart. And, and that's very hard to find. You know, that's very hard to find with somebody that, you know, is kind of on your payroll. It's it's difficult. And he is just a genuinely good human being, um, and he's what he does. And I think, yeah, I think a lot of the things that I've worked on mentally, that that's self-reflection. That's just me growing up and, um, I mean – Yeah, in the most basic terms I can put it, that's just me growing up and and dealing with the things that everybody deals with as they get older, um, you know, while kind of juggling this this amazing career that I have. Um, And as far as on the bike, Nick is the driving force behind that side. But of course, I'm a student of the sport. Um, I never stop watching races and... um, you know, studying guys and I know what I need to do. Like I could, I could write out everything I need to do right now to get to the top. And I don't think there would be a lot of people that saw it and would argue it. I I know exactly what I need to do, but it's, it's just about executing, you know, I got to be about it.
2: Yeah. Hey, Adam, I just saw your text. I'm going to call you back on FaceTime so we can try to get a little bit better signal if that's okay with you.
4: Absolutely. Sorry about that.
2: No, no, don't be, give me one minute. Okay.
3: Uh, Lewis, what do you think so far? How's it going? Oh, what a great guy. Just <laughs> honestly, what a great guy. We need more humans like AC in the world. And I should aspire to be more like AC. <laughs> I can't always, argue with that.
1: It, even back from all this amateur stuff, like the way he's interviewed, the stuff he talks about, even from the time he was 13, 14, 15, he is just so no, interesting is, to it, talk to. I, it,
3: I actually don't joke. It is true. You can actually take some things from what he's saying and you can apply them to your daily life i think like we all should learn
1: from this so if you listen to ac and watch the in-betweeners it'll solve most of your life problems yeah pretty much
3: and me listen to me too
1: yeah
3: he ran, ran. He
2: ran.
1: <laughs> adam you there no it didn't answer it oh, ended. <laughs> fantastic do you not know how phones work i
2: don't use facetime audio all oh. that often so do i not know if your phones work no i don't know if phones work
1: okay well i can't this is believe you, well. you
3: sent him away he was here <laughs> you literally sent him away i didn't even get a chance well, to talk is gonna leave zones. now he's
1: gonna storm out of the building swear to god if you treat— wait you're trying to facetime him from in here yeah yeah you don't think that's gonna work no well if you treat if you treat chase like this as well <laughs> I, I swear to god we're gonna have issues somebody's asking i hope cody shock has a ride for 2023 uh yes he does Read in the comments. Well, do you yeah. want to
3: do you want to enlighten that person as to where his ride is? I, I
1: thought they would have seen on all the homepage coverage of Vital. I win. Literally, did a video shoot with the team. He's right for Phoenix. Oh, hey, Adam.
2: Hello. Hey, that sounds He's better. Back. Yeah, that sounds quite a bit better. We're back. Yeah, yeah, we're back. Uh, ML, were you done with your question? I came not remember what I, you, I've just, I've I say go ahead? Oh,
3: this is going so long. Go yeah, ahead. Just Lawrence. let me, just give it to me. It's fine. Yep. Um, passing you, the torch. <laughs> are you aware of your segment times from the 450 main? And if you are, or if you're not, do you care?
4: I uh I actually I did see that um one of the we have a big team group text and that got sent um one of the days following the race. Yeah, it was cool, it was encouraging. I mean I, I think I'm not super stressing that I can go that I can go that fast. It's it's about how you know how I'm going that fast. It's about how in control I am of the speed, you know. So it's not it's not like I saw that and I was super surprised. I mean, I think it's an encouraging sign. And obviously, they do not pay points for segment time, so it's not something I'm high fiving people about. But always, you know, when I'm kind of in this rebuilding stage. To have something like that, um, you know, anything to, to kinda of get the momentum rolling and you latch on to things like that gives you some confidence and um yeah, it was cool.
3: Um yeah, like okay, having the fastest segment time is cool. But being half a second quicker than anyone in segment one is mind-blowing. Like, even if you were at your very, very, very highest level, no one really does that. Um, All I can put it down to is you were jumping the whoops better than most most laps. But do you know anything that you were doing uh, on that first part of the track that maybe made you half a second quicker than anyone else, which is mental? To
4: be real with you, I was... I was thinking that something happened with my transponder because (laughs) I mean, I was definitely, I was definitely, I definitely had a few passes where I, where I crushed that segment. I felt, I felt real good about it, but to be a half second, I mean, that's, that's a lot of time. Um, I was pretty locked in on just what I was doing. So it's not like I went through there one lap and yeah, I was, you know, jumping in the whoops and out of the whoops and, and kind of one hop like quad and out. And, um, I felt good about that. I felt good about that segment but, but <laughs> nothing nothing that stood out to me really
3: it, um it's like we were saying on press day like the speed, the talent, the potential, it's not gone anywhere. You know that, I know that, most people know that, but still, like you say, having looking at those sheets and seeing that, it is nice to have that little validation. Yeah. Even after a great main event where you move forwards, had a solid result, even though you crashed at the beginning, which I think most people didn't realize, also having that little validation, it's just a nice, it puts a bit of a spring in your step, I guess.
4: Yeah, yeah, Lewis, and really I'm just trying to be me like you know sometimes i've had this following me around for a long time you know the speed the potential the next this the next that and it's i just want to be me and do the best i can do and in um you know and stop really stop chasing it just go within myself and and do and do what i can you know during the week on the race day like do what i can i'm um yeah, I mean, I, I know I can do it, and it's as simple as that. It's just focus on the process and keep
1: her moving.
2: Yeah, that's something I wanted to ask you about. There was a lot of hype, probably a lot of pressure coming out of amateurs, all these expectations that have been talked about for years. You just said you've been dealing with it for years. And over the last year or so, I remember at Minneapolis last year, down on press day, you were talking to Weige and Mathis and just talking about how you have to accept what comes to you now I feel like you must have hit a really low point mentally at some point to make you rethink this and realize this isn't working. I have to find the positives in what I'm doing and take some of that pressure off.
5: Well,
4: yeah, it's, it's a difficult subject to, to touch on, especially with our fans, um, in the sport you know because it can anytime anybody talks about this kind of stuff it can you know it can come across it can come across soft but it, sure. it's just it's just it's just the way that it. it's just the way that it is whether we talk about it or not think about it i i was the golden child basically from the time you know in the in the eyes of the, the dirt bike world from the time i was five or six years old it was it was always the next ricky Like, like an article came out when i was maybe nine or 10 years old, like, is he the next Ricky Carmichael? So as a kid, I'm like, if I'm not that I'm like, my entire existence is a failure. Like if I'm not RC, like if I'm not this, so you're always, you're always chasing something like that. You're always chasing something. And along the way you, there's never anybody, there was I never established any type of value of myself as a human being beyond the dirt bike. I mean, it was, it was all I did. Um, It was all I wanted to do. Obviously I was very determined and I had a lot of good times, but then you start to get to these tough spots in your career, which listen, I'm real proud of what I've accomplished so far, you know, uh, being a national champion, um, even stuff like having a single digit number and, you know, winning races inside and out and, I've done a lot of really cool things, made a lot of money racing dirt bikes um you know, I think a lot of people wish they were they were in my spot, but you go through some hard times and then like the value thing comes up to bite you in the to bite you in the ass you know when you're you're not doing good and you're not performing all of a sudden, oh, it's like it's like as a, you know obviously you're feeling bad about yourself as a person like this is it this is all you have to offer because this has been this has been my whole life and there's nothing else and and when we say um it, it's easy from a fan perspective to not to not see that because it's just really it's one big game it's it's entertainment but this is this is our lives like this yeah. is you know it's personal for us and and that's what i that's what i've kind of been talking about about reflecting and. Um, kind of growing in that area is establishing that listen I have a lot to offer I have a lot to offer to this to this world without this dirt bike still you know even if even if I am really good at this and even if I still want to do this it's it's establishing that you're okay as a human being without it that allows you to have more fun um, to racing a dirt bike but yeah man it's been there's been a lot of really low moments but yeah. I kind of look at it I kind of look at it like it sped up my growth process as a human being in general across the board. Like the things that I'm finding out now, if I wasn't if I wasn't dramatic, you know, dramatically succeeding and dramatically feeling on a stage with people watching me, then it would it would take me so long to get to where I've gotten now and I'm so grateful for that.
2: Yeah, I like to hear that you're finding some positives in that. as we talked about and I've talked about this about this subject with a lot of riders including Eli Tomac, a guy that has a ton of pressure on him. And a couple of years ago, we, he'd have these races where as media were like, "We can't figure out what's wrong with the guy. Like how does he go from being so great to doing these bonehead things?" And like I've always said, you know, you don't know what's going on at home. You don't know if he had an argument with his wife last night or this morning or his kid's sick and those things have effect on humans. And our fans sometimes forget that you guys are human. Who knows what happened this morning, last night. You know, if if I'm in a fight with my girlfriend, that affects me pretty negatively during the day. But you guys have to go out and perform as superheroes, as athletes at elite levels. And you're still human. You still have human life things going on. And it's not really fair that sometimes we forget that.
4: Yeah, I mean, I can't say it's been too much time like thinking about that, I think, I think it's, it's what I asked for. That's for sure. I mean, this is, this is a life This is the exact life that I wanted. This is what I always dreamed of. And uh, when you have eyeballs on you like that, you're going to, you know, when you fail, it's going to be loud and people are going to have a lot of things to say. And that just comes with the territory. And I'm good with that. Like I'm good with that. I'm, I'm, I'm an entertainer and people are always going to have opinions one way or the other. Um, and that's just the way it is and I, I, I use it as I just think it's the game of life really I, I try not to take things try not to take things too personally um, and just enjoy it for what it is
3: I am um, in a weird way I feel bad for you at the moment because I feel like every <laughs> single interview you do no one wants to talk about AC Veresa everyone wants to talk about your mindset um, the things you've learned how you're coping mentally blah 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 are you sick of talking about that? Are you sick of answering those questions? Because I feel like everyone could do with remembering that you're AC the racer and maybe focus on that part a little bit more, especially now you've got Anaheim one under your belt.
4: Yeah, I think, I think it's natural because I think, yeah, I, I think it's natural for people to want to talk about that. Cause that, that's really the storyline with me right now you know i haven't been um you know if we were we'd be having a lot more ac the racer conversations in 2019 or 2020 when i was setting the world on fire you know but there's there's been some tough times and like i just alluded to i've failed on the big stage in front of everybody and people are wondering like is he okay is like is he good and um to me it's it's cool that people still care. It's cool that people still want to hear my mindset, you know, and, and even being around other racers, like I haven't been around a lot of other racers in, in a while. And, and, and just feeling the, the mutual respect still being there and people respecting kind of how I've gone about things and and where my head's at. And um, I take that as a massive compliment. And the way I look at it, the way I look at it is I've had, a great career so far. I mean, it hasn't been, it obviously hasn't been perfect. There's been a lot of low moments, a lot of things I could have done better, but I look around at the things that, that I I look at the things that I've achieved. I look at where I'm at, my relationships within the sport um, and all my experiences. And I, I truly feel grateful. Like I, I feel grateful and I feel like I'm in a perfect spot to really capitalize these next few years as well.
1: I was curious on uh, where you said that you were, you know, thankful that people ask about you and that kind of stuff in that sense. Um, you know, I, when those conversations come up all the time, by personally like probably a lot of your your fans and other even racers and media respect, you know, how you carry yourself, your perspective on all that. Do you ever have fans come up and like kind of ask your advice or do you get DMs like that and stuff? Because, again, I, I could s- just listening to you, I know it's, it's very entertaining, but do you actually have people come up and, and try to kind of get your input?
4: I I do I do find myself having some pretty cool conversation these these days like not necessarily DMs but made maybe it'll be somebody at dealer signing or um yeah just around just like mindful people you know that respect what I have to say really cuz sometimes what I have to say just kind of I don't know. It doesn't resonate with everybody. And I, and I understand that, but I think I have a a lot of really cool fans out there that, that totally get where I'm coming from. And I certainly appreciate it.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I I like what you're having to say. Um, I like hearing that you're human, that you want to focus on the racer thing too. That's great. How I I asked you this Friday, I think about the wrist, how did the wrist do Saturday night in the main? Did it surprise you at all? Was it good? Did it kind of start to bother you?
4: uh no it, it like to be comp- to be honest with you it didn't bother me at all on saturday i was i was super super stoked i didn't really even think about it one time
2: that, that's good to hear because I, I feel like you were still struggling with it a little bit in the season, weren't you the, maybe the first uh half of off season it was still bothering you and you were kind of figuring it out
4: that's what all you guys thought well, that's, <laughs> that's for <laughs> damn sure clearly yeah, yeah, that, that is true come
3: on jamie <laughs> What? Come on. I mean, I, I was hearing things. He's just gone half a second quicker than anyone in segment one at Anaheim One. He's I'm good. not taking He's anything good. away from him. <laughs> I've got the stats. I've got the facts. He's good. <laughs> <Stats>.
2: <laughs> wow, Lewis. I just I had to ask questions. i okay. got to find That's out. That's fine. That's fine. All right. I got a personal question, AC, and I don't know how you feel about this, but you oh have it.
0: <laughs> oh boy. The last
2: time you were on the show, I think it was like 2018, maybe. Uh, it's been a long time. I've kind of always felt like maybe I said something that upset you, and I was wondering if you could ease my mind or tell me that I said something dumb. Enlighten us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you cut out. You cut out for a second. You
4: I, you said that I'd been on the show in 2018, and then you thought I was mad at you after that, like so you, you said something wrong.
2: Yeah. So the last time, yeah, you were on the show, I think it was 2018, and I've always got the sense that maybe I said something. I'd heard that I said something that upset you, and I was curious if that was true.
4: Yeah, I think, like, no is the short answer. Okay. But in general, I think you can pretty much ask anybody. You know, there's been a lot of words written about me in the last 10 years in regards to this sport, negative and positive. And I I, I respect, like, good journalism. Um, the only thing I don't like is stating, like, when you state speculation as fact, mm-hmm. to me that, that extreme – hot take like espn type stuff that that everybody's kind of going towards now like media sports media in general i i do not respect that but as far as just pure speculation and um stating how you feel about something as long as it's not coming across as fact i'm i'm good with it man whether it's you know if i if i'm doing shitty on the weekends and you say i'm doing shitty i'm I'm not going to be like, Oh, dark side sucks. You know? <laughs> I, so I, um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing that's nothing that's happened at least in my recollection that, that made me, made me mad at you.
1: Well, that makes me feel good. I'm there glad you. we're all here to stroke your <laughs> ego. <laughs> Just stroking it one guess at a time. Uh, I'm curious AC, cause I know you, you follow a lot of different sports, cycling, certain stick and ball sports, um, you know, fun stuff. Like, when I think of other media, especially like me and Lewis, are always kind of comparing a lot of stuff we see come out of F1, like how stuff is presented, how the guys go about their content. Um, you yourself personally, what's what's a sport you really enjoy the way the journalism and the content is handled from? Is there one that stands out to you that you watch and go, man, I wish Moto was a little more like this?
4: I think from an entertainment perspective, the F1, F1 is – is cool but it's clearly a bit dramatized it's it's like a reality television show especially this this past oh, season drive to of so
1: severely <laughs>
4: yeah so it's it's you know you got to take it with a grain of salt although it's entertaining it, it's hard to be you know it's hard to think I'm like man this is authentic and this is you know this is awesome it's just kind of entertaining um Beyond that, I don't know. I've been fully engaged, and you know, I got to a spot for a while where I wasn't—I just wasn't as into like watching old races and 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 kind of like studying everything. Kind of just would watch a lot of basketball and and all this stuff. But I've just been fully immersed in in what I'm doing. Um, just watching—I watched Bar to Bar 2007 like four times in the past week. Just <laughs> nice. uh, yeah, there's nothing like this stuff, but. Yeah, I, I I'm a big NBA guy, as you know. I'm I'm always um, I'm always watching League Pass or something.
1: I um, I had one more for you. It's kind of I had to list things here a little off topic. That was one of them. From okay. what we've been talking about, the second one is, uh, you're out here in California, the Cow's hockey team. The last couple of years has made. I think it was what was last year the first year that kind of pushed for all you guys to come back. So Jason's been out here. He went to New Mexico a little bit. You moved out here. You guys are riding with your old PC 250 team all the time. Uh, For anyone that's curious what that's like compared to all the time you spend in Florida riding at facilities, what do you think of being back in SoCal? What do you like about it? What do you not like about it?
4: I think I'm being hands-on with the team. And and always and always being able to test, always being able to try new things. It's it's difficult when you're in Florida, you know, you're trying to get a direction. Uh you maybe get sent a shock on like a Tuesday, then you try it, and you know, I'd be calling my crew chief and kind of breaking it down and then, you know, maybe it's the next week you get another shock or stuff like that. And and set up setup at this level is is a big, big part of it. We're all pretty pretty talented and can go pretty fast and that's um as everybody knows it doesn't need to be overstated but that that's very important um for me having nick out here nick being in marietta it's it's difficult for me to kind of get the most out of his help when i'm in florida so i enjoy being out here with him and you know going to the track with him and you know having somebody critique my riding and kind of keep a keep a close eye on me and and also just doing, I I really am a big fan of kind of training with a group. Like I enjoy, you know, I've been doing a lot of training with Cameron and Joe, and the off the bike, on the bike, and, and doing motos together. And that's something I kind of lost my last couple years in Florida. Um, like everybody was kind of scattered all over the place. And then when I was at when I was at Stewart's the pat the last year, I think that was 2020 you know, Chase was kind of doing his own thing and we didn't really, you know, we didn't really ride together too much. And it just gets a bit, it just gets a bit boring and you start not pushing yourself too much. And, and, um, yeah. And, and out here, I, my, you know, my life is, is pretty simple. Like it's, I don't have a lot of stuff. That's kind of how I've always liked to live, like pretty minimal, um, you know, obviously, I don't have to employ a practice fight mechanic. The team is great about, you know, making sure I'm dialed on that end. And um, obviously, we get to ride a lot of different tracks, which is cool. In the yeah. summertime, it's not great. In the summertime, it's not great because the the tracks kind of get hammered. But beyond that, it's it's a cool deal, and I, I've been enjoying myself.
3: Got one more for you, AC. Uh, yeah, just a fun little question. Um, I think that you and I are quite similar. Like, I also watch Bar to Bar multiple times a week. Um, <laughs> My my go-to race, if I ever want to watch one race to get me amped up or something, is San Diego 2005. Uh, Pontiac 2005 also kind of sticks out in my mind. Have you got any races from that period that like stick out in your mind as like, that is the one? Like, if I've got time to watch one race, one highlights package, that is the go-to. How about, how
4: about RC Sennett in the whoops, the last lap, San Diego oh, five? He I'll just tell you says, what. He just said... He just said, "Screw it, man!
3: All all I want to do in my life is sit down with Reed and Ricky and discuss San Diego two thousand and five for an hour, and then I'll be complete. I'll, I'll leave at that point. Yeah, I, yep.
4: I've told this story before, but I was a massive RC bandwagon fan. Then I was a I was a McGrath guy, obviously, and then as soon as RC started winning, he was he was my guy. And jumped in two thousand five, when when yeah, that quick, man. It was yeah. It's yeah. It's basically. I think I stuck with MC in '01. You know, I was like a five-year-old. I think I stuck with him in '01, and then, you know, by the time he retired, I was full RC guy. Anyway, I I remember in, sitting in my living room watching San Diego 05. and I remember um, Chad. I think it was after triple. Um, he kind of met him after met him at the tough blocks. It was a left-handed 90, and it was an on, I think it was on, on, off. And he kind of met him at the tough blocks there, ran him down, passed him. I remember crying, (laughs) crying. (laughs) Tears running down my eyes. Like, there is no way that RC is going to lose. Like, it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen like that. Um, But 2005, 2005 was a great year. I think for the nostalgia, I think Orlando 07. I was – I was actually there. I was at that race in person. Um, Yeah. And just with, you know, with the respect from James and RC, they kind of been like some, some tension there for a while. And in 07, there was a, there was a lot of respect. And um, I remember James saying on the podium that he was like yelling at RC, like to make sure he knew he was coming up the inside. So we didn't hit him and stuff like that. And that was just a, yeah, that's an all timer right there.
3: Well, definitely. I'd just like to say that AC is the first person, besides Ricky and Reed, who I've bought San Diego 05 to, Mm -hmm. and they've immediately remembered it, had a comment on it, so um, I think we just became best friends.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, man. And one look at you, one one conversation with you, Lewis, I know you're the type of guy to watch bar-to-bar, you don't even need to say anything. Yeah,
3: I'll come by in San Diego and immediately we'll just start talking about every single (laughs) bar-to-bar.
4: beautiful let's do
2: it <laughs> adam thank you for taking some time for us uh hopefully it won't be six or seven years before we get you on again but i appreciate your time man
4: we'll see man be nice to me
2: <laughs> always always we'll see you just we'll kidding. see you this Thanks, weekend guys. all right all right
0: guys
3: thank see. you
2: adam cianciarillo appreciate him coming on giving us some time are
3: you how do you feel are you, are you fulfilled Can we, do you I want us to cancel I, chase we good? i think i've just gained a friend yeah. You got a genuinely, friend in me. Genuinely, the we amount just... of the amount of people mm-hmm. from riders to industry, GP riders, Ameri- the amount of people who I've brought San Diego 05 up to, because that is my That's your go to I, I cling to that. If I if I'm the morning of Anaheim one for the last three years, I've watched San Diego 05, because that gets me fired up. It gets yeah. you going. Um AC is the first person who's immediately hit me back yeah. with like, Oh yeah This section, but that pass. We're, passed, we're that connected.
2: Moment. This this is like a like his birthday or Christmas for Lewis. We're not even done yet. There's more. No, but wait, more. The next, there's more. The next one's going to be uncomfortable. I know it. Well, Adam C. and Cirillo was brought to you tonight by Prox. Rooted in racing for motocross to off-road, supporting teams like Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Ampro Yamaha, and SLR Honda, Prox has been dedicated to supplying quality components since 1975. From complex jobs like an engine rebuild to simple maintenance like filters, chains, and sprockets, Prox aims to bridge the gap between OE quality and affordability. Prox has thousands of part numbers covering almost any wear item on your bike, all manufactured by OEM and highly reputable suppliers and offered at a budget-friendly price. Find Prox at your local favorite at your favorite local dealer or online retailer or visit prox-usa.com to search for parts for your bike. Clutch plates, sprockets, chains, brake pads, ML, pretty much anything you want. Everything. It's amazing. Were you about to say something? It's Lewis? everything like you need,
1: to... just like Lewis's AC conversation was. Speaking of the AC conversation,
3: I'm concerned that maybe there was no bad blood between Jamie here and AC, but the wrist question, I'm concerned that might earth... have. started it? That's why I jumped in to try and save you, my friend. <laughs> you trying to yep. save the sinking ship. <laughs> yep. I was... Not the, chase I, sexton, I... The, the Sexton ship. I, but... was, I was concerned for you there, and I felt like I just wanted. I just jumped You've, You've, I've got you. You may.
2: Have changed my life. I've got you. Steve Mathis is out of the picture. Lewis Phillips is my new guru. Yep, I've got you. Steve can only take you so far. Yes. You need me to take you that extra to step. To the next one. Yep. Uh, we've got about 10 minutes before we get our next guest on. <gasps> oh, do you think that's enough time God. to talk about GPs? Yeah, 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 let's do it. What do you want to know? Uh, well, what are your expectations? Hurling's coming
3: back. Fevra
2: is healed up, I believe.
3: Uh, yep. Everyone is good at the moment. I don't think anyone is injured as far as I know. No one's really coming off of anything. So um, yeah, everyone is good as it stands.
2: So just from what you're hearing, what you know with your knowledge, where do you see these guys finishing? Do you see Prado stepping up? Do you see Fabric getting in the mix for championship podium contention, that kind of stuff? You know,
3: actually mentioning Prado, that's an interesting one because I forgot about him, to be honest, which (laughs) which shouldn't happen because Prado is amazing and the next guy. But the year that he's just had has been so, so, so mm-hmm. that he has, um, I think his potential and just his presence has disappeared from a lot of people's minds. He has made significant changes to his program this winter. He is now training with Joel Smets, who is the KTM group trainer. Uh, so he works with um, Lucas Conan, Sasha Conan, Adamo, and Prado. Prado's now joined that group. So is he in the Netherlands finally? Yes. Yeah, so, because he so was So Prado has also moved October. to Belgium, which... He wouldn't go there before, right? He was no, he's always had a place in Belgium. But he is now all yeah. in on Belgium. Yeah. Um, so that's a significant change. He's also riding with those MX2 guys. Again, significant change. Um That's interesting. I think I still think Prado has the potential to be as good as Jeffrey and Tim. I would like to see that. I was rooting for him all of 2022 and it just never happened. Right. Contract year as well for Everyone. Um, (laughs) um, And Prado is the biggest... I think Prado has to do something to demand the highest of salaries, which he deserves. And if he does that, I think Yamaha Kawasaki are going to make serious runs at him, and we could see him move, potentially. Um, So yeah, Prado is actually really interesting all round. Speaking of team movement,
1: uh, I believe coming into this year is everybody on the Wilvo Yamaha team, are
3: all their contracts currently up? Yep. And... There's uh, only two contracts... Three, four contracts in MXGP that are going to carry over. Uh, Geyser, Fernandez, so both HRC riders. Yeah. Bogers, Jonas, both standing construct riders. Everyone else, <whistles> Yamaha's got to bring, <whistles> um, they have a contract. Uh, they got to bring up one
1: of the MX2 guys if he wins, right? Yeah, Gertz is Gertz. guaranteed for is uh,
3: one Yamaha MXGP seat. Yeah. Sewer has already had interest from other teams. It's already started. I know that. Um, it's going to be wild. I'm, I am literally so excited for Silly Season. Because it, is, it has the potential to be the craziest thing we have ever seen. So to, who is most likely to put in a bid on Hurling's Yamaha? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, because the Honda rumors never go away. Oh, every year. And I even up. got told at A1 that Honda were planning to make a run. But yeah. Geyser and Fernandez are under contract. So I don't yeah. see how that's possible.
1: They just go to three men. Um,
3: alongside, God, I just don't see how it's possible. Yeah, that'd be a um, I think Yam- Yamaha will make a run. Kawasaki have the money to make a run. Um, those Yamaha and Kawasaki will be the two teams that disrupt the status quo
1: so in the U.S. there's a little more of a, a movement there where you have energy drink deals because a lot of those guys if they're even if they're on a team with an energy drink there's still like individual deals in, in play as well on top of that so take Jeffrey's situation if he goes to a monster team how much does that affect like right now does he have a separate Red Bull deal on top of his KTM deal I, like does somebody ha- do they have to match
3: that kind of money I don't know if I'm allowed to say this but I got told by a fairly good source that in 2016, HRC and Monster teamed up to throw a shit ton of money at Hurlings. And the Monster HRC thing was only going to happen based on Hurlings. Basically two enemies joined forces to get this guy. And that I think tells you a lot about that situation. I think that there are, it's not just a manufacturer thing. It's not just a team thing. I think there are many parties at play that would make the moves necessary, even change their other plans to jump in and um, to jump in and make something happen. But to answer your question, no, Hurling's can do whatever he wants. Yeah,
1: other monster question for you. So we saw in the past they did this in the U.S. one year when GL was about to win the title, they signed him. They did that to Geiser one year, didn't they? Like who? Par- what? uh monster they signed yes. geyser like right before the to, championship uh,
3: yeah it might have even been on the championship weekend they did it with Fevra as well
1: yeah they did it with fevro they did that with you know, why have they not stayed with with geyser being as successful as he is is that some input from garibaldi wanting a cleaner look why why have we not seen him tied to an energy H- brand?
3: H- well hrc and garibaldi do want a clean look because monster made a run at geyser Uh, for his new contract for 2023 for a personal deal. HRC, the reason it didn't get signed for so long is HRC and um, Garibaldi were reluctant to let him have an energy drink deal. So he kept going back and basically saying, you need to then give me extra money to substitute what I would make from Monster. And in the end, HRC slash Garibaldi either or did. Um, So yeah, they prefer the cleaner look. That's why, that's why. They just don't really want that to happen. I think HRC's ethos is... Basically, if you want to sponsor Geyser, come and sponsor the whole of HRC, then you can have Geyser, which is weird because obviously the Sexton Sexton, um, Sexton deal is obviously just a Sexton deal. But also, I had heard that the Sexton deal was kind of a, hey, HRC in Europe, we've got your guy in America, let's now take, we've done that, let's now take a step here. Well, also on top of that, I mean, it's definitely there isn't an issue with relationship
1: because you go to honda's rally program which is a godly amount of money they spend to race to car that thing just has a monster claw the entire side of the motorcycle practically at this point
3: yeah it is weird i think it is i think actually garibaldi does have more of a play there than it has to because it like i say it doesn't make sense roxon was red bull uh jets red bull yeah hunter's red bull <laughs> chases monster like it's clearly fine elsewhere but then as we know gps <laughs> the team name is team hrc Japanese, here it's Honda HRC because Honda North America have X amount of involvement and stake. So maybe that's why.
1: I was also going to say one last part of that on top with Garibaldi is I feel like he's very proud to have the HRC thing. So is that also part of it where you think even if it had to come out of his pocket, is he willing to flip more of the bill at times just to have that look? Just to have that clean,
3: classic look? I'm not certain, but I think it was Garibaldi who paid the difference Mm -hmm. to make sure that. Like, A, he got Geyser, and B, um, made sure that there wasn't an energy drink helmet. I'm not certain on that, but I believe so. 64%
1: of the people in the chat think you are now best friends with Adam Ciancerello.
3: Wow, that's high. I've, like Honestly, for people like me, I don't find many people that have stuff in common with me.
1: AC. <laughs> uh, just a couple more
2: minutes before we get our next guest on. With Hurlings coming back and Fevra, how much does that shuffle the current top three from 22 who falls off who steps
3: up where do you see these guys finishing in 23 just uh using the crystal ball geyser and hurlings are the top two riders in the series the top five riders are prado sewer fevra and those two. Third place is really up for grabs prado should get it based on talent and just how capable he is but obviously as we saw he wasn't great he had just gone um a lot of people will say that renault can step up and do that well and upset that apple cart i don't personally see it as much as other people although obviously the results say he can um, i was impressed by him his win last year yeah he has risen from the lows of lows to the highs of highs quite yeah. quickly
2: well speaking of lows and lows and highs and highs our next guest of the night factor hrc honda's chase the online what's up chase what's going on guys not much man i'm excited to have you not quite as excited as maybe my one of my co-hosts here we're gonna get to that in a minute um, I want to talk to you though. A one, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a couple of mistakes there at the end, but s- kept calm, kept it under control, stayed on the podium. At the end of the night, let's maybe Sunday morning. Looking back, were you okay with the race?
0: Yeah, I mean, A one overall. Like, I mean, besides for the last five minutes of the main event, which obviously are probably the most important, I was. I had a really solid day. I was fastest in qualifying. One in the heat and then third in the main. I mean, it, it's it's a solid day if you look at it on paper. Um, but as far as the last three laps or four laps, whatever I had, it was pretty disappointing. Just to make, I I don't know, three big mistakes. I one of my laps was like three seconds laps slower than when I was running consistently, and that's basically what was the the nail in the coffin for me. I jumped into that corner um, before that far rhythm section. There's like a three, 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 three. I jumped into that corner and I must've landed a little bit too deep, but I landed and I didn't realize, but my bike upshift, I landed in like a deep hole and caught, I went into third gear. So then I came out of that corner with no like Mm. drive at all Cased the first jump. And then I went for the next one Cased that. And (laughs) by the time I got to that section, Eli was already on the back of me. So, um, and he obviously got around me. He was on a mission. I, uh, my whole goal before that was just to basically ride consistent until the last two laps. I knew he was going to get close to me. He just, he had really good speed and I was not trying to do anything stupid. So, Um, but yeah, he obviously got close and passed me. And then I didn't even know Cooper was behind me. He passed me. And I was like, is he in second? Is he in second now? I I honestly didn't even know. And then I realized that he, he passed me for, for a position. So my last lap was actually pretty good. I just, I started making, I started riding lines that I wasn't really hitting and, it was just kind of a mess for the last five minutes, but, um, I saw Steve said, I got, (laughs) said I got tired. So, uh, I got a point to prove this week and I'm definitely in in good shape.
2: Okay. When you came into the press conference, Michael Lindsay and I were there and you were, Hey, we're, you know, you you seemed a little wound up. We didn't know if you were like upset, if you were just ready to get out of there, uh, what the situation was. So I was kind of curious if the press conference was like, you just wanted to go home or if you were mad.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I was, I wasn't very happy. I, uh, I don't know. I just was like waiting on those guys. They're all, they all rushed me to get to the press conference. And then it sat there and waited for, for a while, but I wasn't like in waiting. a rush. Game. I was just kind of, <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of like, I don't know. I was not bummed on my, I, I guess I should say I was bummed on myself because I didn't win, obviously, but um, no, I was just, you know, after a race, you're kind of tired and yeah. I didn't, I was, I wasn't like I was mad or anything. I just wasn't in the greatest mood. Okay. Fair enough. So
2: before I throw it over to my co-host. Are you familiar with a Mr. Lewis Phillips? He will be.
0: I am. I am. I am. I see him on Twitter all the time. Well, he had some things. I saw, actually, I saw him at the race last uh, at A1. Not last weekend, but at A1. Yeah. So, uh, well, Stokes, he's over. He, Lewis, did you just recently move over here. Hey, don't uh, you, don't answer just yet. Hang I'm on. I'm not allowed to Ch- answer yet. Yeah,
2: Chase, before we, I let him talk. He had some things to say about you last week, so I want you to hear those.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Oh,
3: Ultimately, I've decided on the Sexton ship. And I am the capitan. A 16 and 1 season is just fine too. 17-0 would have been great, but we are more than happy to sit here and accept 16 and 1. Do you want to know what CS stands for? Clearly superb. Clearly superior. It works in many ways. Clearly successful. Can't stop! <laughs> That's it, Chase. You have a. You have a. Uh, yeah.
0: That's awesome. The, the, the
2: microphone is yours, Lewis. Well, I don't.
3: I, I had a question, but that's long gone, I think. Uh, um, no, but I've, uh, this is what I do for riders the Jeremy Sewers of the world, the Ben Watsons. Obviously, I'm here now, so I needed to pick a guy, and now I've got the Sexton ship, and I'm the Capitan, as yes. you heard right there. Um, I've completely forgotten my question. Actually, no. Really? No, I've got it back. I've got it back. Um, you mentioned there that after you made your first mistake, Um, Tomac was right on you and then things started happening quite quickly. If Eli wasn't right there and maybe you had a bit more breathing room, do you think it would have been easier for you to pick it back up quicker and get back into a rhythm?
0: Definitely. I mean, when Eli got behind me, I kind of had to start riding uh, somewhat defensive because how I ride the track, I like to open the turns up and I don't ride the same way, at least that Eli and Cooper ride. Um, They like to shorten the track up a lot, especially towards the end of the main event. I like to ride a little bit more open. Um, so once he got behind me, I kind of had to start not protecting the insides, but I definitely couldn't leave leave them wide open. And again, I was riding lines that were just not not it. I was trying to like make the same line work every lap when the, it was just deteriorating so fast. So I uh, yeah, I mean, him being behind me didn't make any easier. But there's really no excuse. I I should have been able to pick it up easier. It just I, I lost pretty much all my flow towards the end of that race. So it was, uh, it was, it was tough. Like I said, I was, I was just disappointed with how I rode. A f- it was honestly only like three laps of that main event. I had three really, really bad laps, but, um, honestly the first 15 minutes went by like super fast until I made that one mistake. So, um, yeah, for me, it was just those, it was just those few mistakes and definitely going to clean those up for, uh, for this weekend. And the, I'm looking forward to being back racing after a weekend off.
3: Those, um, those three bad laps in a row, like how much were you in your own head at that point? Like, were you doing those laps, beating yourself up, yelling at yourself because it was like kind of was, going in the wrong <laughs> direction so fast.
0: I was, I was cussing up a storm in my heart. Are you kidding? Like I was just <laughs> making stupid mistakes. Like, and it wasn't like I was thinking about the last one. It just, I would, I would come around and like the track was obviously super gnarly. So you had to, really be super locked in and after that one mistake where I lost all that time it was just hard for me to shake that super fast and like I said my line choice was not good I actually the last lap of the race I found like three really good lines I'm like why couldn't I have found that four laps earlier but um no it was just like I said it was hard to get back into a flow on a track because once you start making those mistakes it's it's hard when the track is that deteriorated and gnarly to kind of get back going. And that's something I'm still working on. Um, it's not its not easy to uh, learn that super fast. And Eli and Cooper are kind of the um, guys that really get a hang of the track later in the races, and that's something that I'm still working on. But overall, I wanted to stay calm and not do anything that was going to just completely ruin my race. So, um, like I said, I've been working this these last couple of weeks. I've actually been able to get to ride some really deteriorated tracks like today. Um, track was really gnarly i'm just focusing on those motos and um i guess just trying to take a little bit of a new um game plan for the rest of uh these races not changing a whole lot but i want to um obviously fix my mistakes and not have the same thing happen over and over
1: i was actually gonna ask you about today because i was out at the track shooting a little bit because yes (laughs) kelly's track was basically falling apart left (laughs) and right in a lot of sections um you know when you when it's just you and two or guys or so riding, you know, say the track you're riding back East, like chambers and stuff, uh, do you catch yourself just kind of logging the same sections over and over? Do you actually ever put it in your program where you guys cone stuff off and be like, okay, today I got to go roll inside. I got to cut down here. Um, or again, based on how a one went, does that remind you more that I got to kind of put that in my program somewhere and start working on that?
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, at chambers track, it's so soft that you really have to change your lines a lot. And I honestly, I, a little bit, probably a month before the season started, I was actually kind of struggling with changing my lines and um, getting this, how it was, the track was really gnarly. So I was struggling with a little bit, then I got better at it. And I felt like I was in a really good spot going into last week in, or a one. And obviously I was, that was probably the gnarliest track I've ridden. And that was, the best I've, I feel like I've ridden those conditions, um, especially towards the end, even though I had those three mistakes. Um, but today like riding Kelly is actually kind of cool. Cause Eli and, uh, Dylan were, those two were doing motors together. Then Jet and I started the motor like pretty close behind them. So it felt like a, a super car. It was only us four on the track for a while. So it was, it was kind of cool. And when you get to ride with more people, like I think there was probably 12 people out there today, the track changes a lot. And it was actually probably the most realistic conditions I've ridden in um, on a practice track in a very long time. So, yeah, it was good. I, like I said, I'm always working on, on my craft and what I can do better. And um, until I win every race, there's, there's always something that I can improve on.
1: Whenever race again, Lewis uh, quoting over here, 17-0 okay. and 0 would have yep. been great, but 16-1 will be fantastic yeah. we as keep well.
3: A, we keep a positive outlook over here. <laughs> yeah, you like got to say positive. Yep, yeah. That's so, what we do.
1: <laughs> so speaking of that track, I had a lot of fun asking Eli a few guys about certain sections, and I, I could see it in uh, even his face. Just a few hours I asked a question about just how ridiculous scenario the scenario track was. I would name a section and see their eyes get all big and – instantly you could see them flashing back to three or four near death moments. Um, what yeah. was it for you at, at, on that layout towards the end of the main event? What was the one section? If you had to pick one that you were just like, ah, oh, I really wish this wasn't here anymore.
0: It was really just the section. It was after the mechanics area, like that whole chain, that rhythm section after that, whatever I was, start, I went inside table over table over single three, four into the corner, which was fine. Then that started getting really shoot up. So I went back outside on off three four that got chewed up so I switched back to the inside that was like last lap and I I found a really good line which was actually it was easy to get the section and then after that the three 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 obviously that was the one that got me um pretty good and then we turn left you go down that section um like where the start links in Mm -hmm. it was really those those three sections back to back to back that was the most most taxing because there was there was no break the rest of the track was fairly easy I was good in the loops I felt like um, none of it really was too, uh, gnarly. Just those three sections right in a row that was really spiked your heart rate and you had to be, um, 100% focused throughout those, um, obviously. So yeah, like I said, those those three sections in a row were very, uh, demanding.
1: I feel like I would have PTSD for the section you're talking about <laughs> right where the start cuts in yeah. trying to go on yeah. off and then single in the corner. Or when you guys would go single over table and G out and endo the corner, no matter what you're basically endoing into that corner somehow, some way pretty much everybody was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it was just like, it was, you would land that double, like, I don't know what the whole thing across the start was. Like it was, it looked like it was made to be a double, which I don't know if you would, it was probably 90 feet to that landing. Um, so we were obviously going roll, double in, and then when you land in that double, there was like a, <clears throat> basically like you take a curb off the street, like you <laughs> see every day. Like that's what was at the bottom of that transition. So I was like trying to land my front wheel up and then just bounce over that uh, table over, or the single over table. And then that double into the corner was like, <sighs> it was so hard to like, I guess predict what was going to happen because you couldn't see the bottoms of the ruts, but there was just little curbs there. So I don't know. It was, it was tough. I started, I went back to, I went from the outside against the tough blocks all the way to the inside towards the end of the race, which I don't know which one was better. I was kind of just trying to stay away from the tough blocks because It was so rutted, but um, yeah, that section, it was like, seriously, you look at a curb on the street. That's what was at the bottom of those uh, transitions.
2: Sounds like a blast. Uh, Chase Sexton, yeah, night. I mean, oh, I, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I, I mean, there's, I don't want to say anything about it, but their worst guys did a great job. There's nothing they could really do right. about that. It's just when all that water sits in those transitions, when it's covered and the tops are hard, like that's basically what's going to happen. Like, there's not really much that they can do to get around it.
2: Chase Sexton, I brought to you by Guts Racing, GutsRacing.com. Hey, Chase, we've been trying to set this interview up for since Paula, pretty much. <laughs> uh, you've been busy. Uh, I want to ask you, you you had an incredible outdoor season. I believe four wins. I think you were only off the podium once. But then, obviously, Paula just pretty much fell apart for you, really. And it was I want, just fine? It was just fine. Look, <laughs> what I want to know is, again, post-season, you look back, you take the positives away. Like, you had to learn something from that. You probably learned a tremendous amount. once Once the emotions of losing that went away – what did you take away? What do you look back on it and, and find success in?
0: I mean, really the whole season. I mean, for me, that was, like I said plenty of times, like you can't teach experience and you can't teach being at a championship, uh, I guess, r- race throughout the whole season against arguably the best guy in our generation. So... That was something that I could have never learned on my own. And to race Eli that hard for that long was just super, it was not, I shouldn't say it was really that it was fun. Honestly, in the moment, like I was going to the races every weekend, excited to go, go race. And that like towards the end of outdoors, you always kind of get that vibe that like people are starting to get over it and they're not, they're not super motivated. And honestly, for me all year, I was really motivated. Even in practice, I was having fun. And then going to the races, I think, me going to the races also knowing that I could win every weekend was super good. Cause I, I mean, since I've gotten to the four video class and even two video class, I never won a lot of races outdoors at all. So this year I was consistently um, on the podium. I've got a lot of second places and then four wins and um, it was just fun racing him. And I learned a lot that, like I said, I would never been able to learn um, racing even, even anybody else because Eli just, he races different and, there's a lot of strategy. I feel like when he races. So, um, but aside from losing, I mean, that last race was the first moto. I was I rode really well. I felt like mm-hmm. he obviously got the better hand of me, but I I rode I thought really really good. He just he won the first moto. Second moto, um, I fell three times, but yeah. I uh, my speed was my speed was really good. Second moto, I I honestly the third crash was the one that put it, put me out of. it. I thought the second after the second one, I'm like, dude, I can still win this race. Like there's, I know where Eli's at. I know Jason's not that far up the road. And I, my speed was like best it had been all season. I was, um, the track was really gnarly and it helped me to kind of, I guess, have a bigger gap on speed wise. So I was just going for it. I made a dumb move, um, trying to get around Christian and just wash the front end. And that was pretty much the end of it for me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a lot of learning experience. I was pretty, (laughs) I mean, as you, would guess I was pretty bummed that night, and um, but after that I kind of tried to shake it off, and um, it just wasn't meant to be. So now I have a lot of experience, and then MXCN was awesome, and then going into last or A1, I feel like I from just having that outdoor season. I feel like finally I belong to I'm belong up front and winning races. That's where I should be, and that's where I expect myself to be. Last year I was up and down, and this year I just. I feel a lot more confident and really just calm going to the races. I know that I'm, I have what, have what it takes to win a lot of races and just putting those pieces together is really the biggest thing um, on every given given night. So yeah, I just think it put me in a different, different headspace and it's um, gave me a lot of confidence. And that's something that you definitely need at this, this level. if you expect to contend for a championship. So now um, I got, this is probably my last shot at, Um, Eli it looks like so um, I want to have another battle with him and hopefully this time that I come out on top and um, (laughs) get the best of him at the end.
3: You mentioned at the um, A1 press conference that it felt so good to come into the season as one of the guys or even the guy in some in some people's (laughs) minds. Um, How different how different does that feel like going to the races each week? Well I guess we've only had one but like how different does it feel turning up at the races and knowing you are one of the guys?
0: Uh, I love it actually it's I haven't really had that I don't think besides for that last year in the TV class and I think still I think people obviously discredited 2019 because obviously Austin got hurt and they didn't know what to expect in 2020 from me and it ended up being really good so this year now um, after having that outdoor season people are, are expecting me to go out there and land and be on the podium every weekend which is really fun for me and I know that I'm capable of that but i think now people are starting to realize that i can do it and uh like i said it's just fun and refreshing to go to the races expected to win and have that added pressure because if you're if you're going to be the best guy you gotta people are going to expect you to win and that's finally i feel like where i'm at and um obviously there's the 450 class is stacked so i mean there's a there's probably seven guys that can win races which is cool but i'm just really excited to be uh I guess just expected to win now. And yeah. that's uh, it's been, it's been fun for me and refreshing. Like I said,
2: definitely one of the guys in our
0: eyes. Yeah. Uh, well, I was... that, that's good. I, I've always thought that I mean, as far as myself, I've always expected myself to be there.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and that hasn't changed. And um, like I said, it's just, it's cool that people are starting to recognize it now, at least at least a little bit.
3: Did you not feel like that during Supercross last year then? Because like, honestly, and I'm not just saying this, I looked at you as the guy you are this year during Supercross last year, but did you feel that... Did you either not feel as confident or did you not feel that other people viewed you that way?
0: Uh, I definitely felt confident last year in Supercross. I knew, like... I never questioned my speed or really my ability on the bike. It's just more putting it together. And outdoors... Until outdoors, I really had... I mean, I won a race last year, which was awesome. But I never had really put together... um a super solid season. I had a few mistakes last year that, uh, probably put me out of third place in the championship, but I, uh, outdoors, I finally was able to be consistent on um, the whole season and took it down to the wire. So now coming to this year, there was really no questions that I could, I could have that, that season and be there for the long run. And that was something I, I like, I don't want to be a one hit wonder. I want to go out there and Um, obviously compete for the championship all year and be there and be consistent, just like Eli's done um, all the greats in our sports. So that's really where my eyes are set on. And um, that's what I'm looking forward to.
1: I was curious, Chase, you were talking about being surprised uh, when Cooper Webb uh, got around you and, you know, I I guess I'm asking you to put yourselves a little bit in our media shoes. So after A1, one of our main talking points is man, the surprises from the 450 class. Eli not struggling with the new bike. Uh, Cooper May will come back from you looking back at the race. I'm sure you've watched it, Look at the results. If I had to peg you with the same question, who surprised you from A1? Um, was it your teammate Nichols, again, Webb, or where would you be at? Mm. I
5: guess.
0: <laughs> I mean, everyone kind of expect. I didn't expect Eli to be sloppy, or um, I guess I didn't expect him to be bad or anything. I just didn't. I mean, he was. He really picked up right where we left off in outdoors or even MXDN, which is cool because that's where I want to race him. I want to race him at his best. But he, you never know with a new bike. I've I've dealt with that um, on the Honda, and for me, it was my uh, first year on the 450, which was. Uh, just hard to hear, learn. One the 450 and also a new chassis, so it's definitely no joke having a new bike coming into the year. And they've obviously seemed to figure that thing out pretty fast. So that was something that I guess I wasn't surprised on, but it was just something that um I guess I had a question about and how they like the bike. So now we we know where that thing's at and it's going to be uh, a battle all year. You, you mentioned a minute ago that
2: last year you knew you had the speed, few mistakes kind of caused problems. I don't think there's any secret that the, bike, the, Honda, the Honda bike was really set up more for Ken Roxon, your former teammate, and that you weren't completely comfortable on the bike. Now that Colt's on board, you guys are, have similar setups, and you're, you seem to be more comfortable and happy with it. How much does that affect your confidence? And I, I don't think you're going to answer this, but how much did that affect some of your results last year that you weren't as comfortable as you'd like to be?
0: Yeah, I mean, there was no question last year that I wasn't that, that comfortable. Um, just with little, just crazy little things happening that caught me so far off guard with the bike, like just little crashes and ended up being big crashes that I would have never expected. So this year, um, the bike is definitely in a way better spot as far as stability. Obviously, we're it's not perfect, and we're still working on it, but. As far as stability and even in the whoops, like today, the track was, the whoops were pretty gnarly. And even at A1, they were, they weren't super gnarly there, but they were not easy. And I really was like, <laughs> it was like the first race I had been to where I'm not like scared of the whoops going off of the main event, which was super refreshing for me. And then even today, like I did a 20 and the whoops were, were gnarly, especially like, it's crazy going from a 250 to a 450 that how much harder the whoops are, uh, it's just crazy. So now I feel like I can, I've always been fast in the loops, but now I feel like I can, I can hit them consistently for 20 minutes and not um, be just, I guess, locked in scared to death going through them. So <laughs> that's, pretty important. Um, that's, that's, pretty, yeah. That, that it's, yeah, it's pretty important. That's like last year I was, it was so hard for me to wrap my head around racing a main event when I feel like I couldn't even get to the whoops. So <laughs> the woo for 20 minutes, not, knowing if you're going to get through them was was difficult um and it really uh, doesn't really allow you to attack the rest of the track how you want to so now this year one i chased the stability thing that i was feeling with the front end um and having colt there helped a lot and then also the whoops getting some comfort there and we've had to sacrifice some some stuff um maybe a little bit not turning but it doesn't turn as sharp as it used to yep which i don't think is a bad thing and uh yeah, I mean it's a, it's a give and take, but I think the bike's in a much better spot. And uh, having the BFR on there, and honestly, the bike's a lot different. So it's uh it's just cool to race pretty much two different bikes two years in a row, and it's uh it's cool that we've made progress in those areas.
2: Uh, last question, kind of a fun one. 2019, your championship shirts were very much uh, mirroring Michael Jordan shirts. You've got the Alpine Star gear now that sort of has that look. Uh, one, have you ever had the chance to meet MJ and two, is there ever, have you heard any backlash on almost copying the Chicago bulls uniforms, anything negative out of that?
0: Um, I haven't heard anything negative on it. I like for me, it's just with my number and like, I don't know, every gear, I feel like a lot of gear has gotten so repetitive and mm-hmm. it's hard to, it's not hard to make new ideas, but for me, that's something that I've always thought was cool and basketball i love in general so to be able to kind of bridge that those two sports together and michael has been obviously i've never i wasn't even alive when he was playing basketball which is kind of crazy but or maybe the first year i was, I was born he was still playing but it was i didn't really get to watch him play but being from chicago and having just hearing how great he was and then i started really researching and his documentary and just all that put together. I think it's just cool for me to um wrap him and I haven't heard any negative things on it and I haven't got to meet him yet. I was supposed to meet him on our off weekend. I think it's Daytona 500 and he was going to be there and I was supposed to go and hopefully meet him. But now obviously we're not going to have that off weekend. And <laughs> so um, <laughs> hopefully I get to meet him in the future. I want to go play his golf course really bad. So that's kind of on my bucket list.
2: There you go. Well, Chase, I told you, I, uh, if you did this interview tonight, I'd leave you alone for a couple months. So you won't hear from me until, I don't know, end of March, something like that. I'll give you a couple months break. (laughs) Oh, you're good. I I appreciate you finally being able to get this thing done, man. I know during the off season, the last thing you really wanted to do was an interview, but uh, we finally got it done. Thanks,
0: man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. And I will uh, see you boys this weekend.
2: All right, Chase, be safe. We'll see you in a couple days. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. you Chase Sexton. uh, (gasps) Are you you, you (laughs) okay? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Tell
1: me how you really feel, Lewis.
2: <laughs> as I said, Chase Sexton brought to you by Guts Racing. And Andy Greg and the Guts Racing crew have been providing the best seats and foam in the industry for years. For 2023, they have added Kawasaki to their complete seat line setup, as well as the color teal to the gripper material options. Also new for 2023 are options for e-bikes. They have complete seats for the Teleria and Super 73 and covers for the Segway and Suron. And they have options for the Honda, KTM, and Husqvarna electric bikes. Visit gutsracing.com and order today. I also, yeah. hang on, okay, hang on. I also want to thank X Bread Goggles, which has quietly grown into one of the premier goggle choices available, using some of the most grueling conditions by 2022 GNCC XC2 champion Lyndon Snodgrass, the 2022 GNCC ATV Pro champion Bryce O'Neill, and many others, including Freddie Norn, John Short, Ryan Brees, Chris Blows, and the AGE. AJE Motorsports team. I feel like you want to interrupt. Go ahead.
1: Chase Sexton's teammate, Hunter Lawrence.
2: Yes, yes. They also developed goggles for many premier goggle, li- premier goggle lines for many other companies, including Alpine Stars, worn by Hunter Lawrence, the WUSA goggles, and the Muckoff FXR Club MX Yamaha team, the ride, factory ride goggles, all developed by X Brand. Visit your local dealership and ask for X Brand, distributed through WPS. Lewis Phillips. How you feeling?
5: I, I don't know.
3: <laughs> I, I, just, I like seeing it this I, way. I, it's funny. Just, it's great. What a day. What a day. What but a also, day to be I'd Lewis Phillips. I'd like to Phillips. say, Jamie, also, yes, I apologize for ML here during that read because you were on your way to the Alpine Stars thing. He interjected, threw you off, and then made you stumble on your words. And I apologize that he didn't know when to butt out and leave you to your read. I'm sorry. <laughs> As Yeah. <laughs> I've learned that. I mean, I too too could have interrupted and jumped ahead of you there, but I knew that was your moment to do the read in the correct way, and I'm sorry, but unfortunately... You cut him off
1: in a read last week.
2: Yeah, but that was too... um... But you know what? Here's the thing. I need to be better. I should not be flustered by you guys...
3: Honestly, who cares? We're going to shut this podcast down. We've just had AC and Sexton. It was absolutely amazing. That's it. It just ends. We can't. No, the whole thing. Black screen. No, not not just this one. Forever. It can't get any better. Oh, wow. This is it. The El
1: Capitan sounds like he's run the yeah. ship aground. He's I think, our, I think our
3: sponsors may not be too happy with that. All oh, right, we could.
2: Okay, we're continuing. Yeah. Well, we're I I'll tell you what, tell you what. <laughs> we're going to shut this down. But your your pay just got cut in half.
1: All right, because <laughs> hey. we got to pay him back. So I found something really interesting with tonight's lineup. Okay, it was based around getting this exact reaction out of Lewis. albeit yeah. I didn't quite expect, <laughs> but well worth it. I also didn't realize it was so we could get two guests on that you couldn't get on and then you could talk to him about not being able to get yeah, on. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that question for my guy there. Yeah. You put there was a lot there was some negative energy there and we no negative, negative energy. I was just thanking him and I told him I was going to leave alone for a while. I I need to get better at like um realizing that the I sh- I should in, again just oh, oh, sorry everyone that's trying to hear a podcast. Um <laughs> I need to get better at like introducing myself to people. Okay. Sext- yeah. you Sexton said that last week. Sexton said he saw me at a one. Right. I saw Sexton, but I didn't introduce myself because I thought he know, does not know who this man is. You so mentioned he- that last yeah, week. I and to- I wonder how you do your job, how you do your job so well in the GPs.
2: If you don't go introduce yourself, I to don't people. introduce
3: myself. I just, I will continue working hard. And when I work hard enough that I do something good, you will then become aware of who I am. That's okay. kind of how I operate. Okay like i don't i don't need to be going around going hello do you know who i am like if i do a good enough job you will become aware But it's hard to do
2: that job if you want to do interviews if people don't know who you are you have to go introduce yourself and do an interview
3: well okay jamie hi i'm lewis um (laughs) nice to meet you (laughs) lewis tell me a little bit about yourself Lewis. i don't think i ever i don't think i ever shook your hand and said hi i'm lewis well it's because you hate me well it's true (laughs) And also, if I <laughs> shook your hand, I'd probably catch something. But um... Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Um, hey, do you know what was founded
2: in 1853?
3: Yeah, by Adam and Eve, Motul.
2: Motul is a 170-year-old company that is present in over 160 companies globally, offering exclusive technologies and their patented Estor corp technology for your machine. Motul's experts have developed a wide range of dedicated products for the specific requirements of each power sports vehicle trusted by race teams such as Honda HRC Europe with five-time MXGP world champion, who? I
3: don't know, Chase Sexton.
2: Tim Geiser. (laughs) (laughs) Minus three, reigning arena cross champion Kyle Peters and the entire Phoenix Honda team, along with former Dakar winner, Ricky Brabeck. Motul provides an element of confidence for you and your machine to be able to withstand the most grueling conditions on the track or on the trail. Visit motul.com. Ask for Motul
1: at your local dealerships.
2: You have something to say? You look at me like you have something to say. Do you I'm think? just waiting.
1: Oh. I, I'm being uh, very patient. I've been as called... A,
3: as a friend. Yes, sir. So I need your take. Wait, okay. are your friends again? Yeah. Wow. I, I can't oh. keep I can't it keep. It up. changes so <laughs> many times a show. This is like, this a is like last relationship. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when, you, when you played that sound drop to Chase, yes. what's his reaction? Do you think his reaction was, A, what a funny guy. B, what a cool guy, or C, what a weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of all of three. Those, honestly. Of those
2: three, I'm going to go with one. He
3: did. Wait, what was one? Funny. funny.
1: He did chuckle when yes, he heard the yes, 17, yes. 16 I think and he 1. he liked it. He chuckled. I think he liked it. I think it's probably started weird, the El Capitan, the ship. And no, the Capitan's fine. I think, he giggled, it, on, it I think he giggled on that, though. But then the one that really got him was the 17, but the 16 and 1 is, yeah, is yeah. fine as well.
3: um And then the, and you, then there was further giggling in the CS's. You know the meme? I don't know what film it's from, the guy, who's like. Look at me, yeah. I am the Capitan now. Yes, that's me. Yes, that's going to be me to Lars in San Diego when I try and take sex. Tom bike. Hanks. Tom Hanks. What movie's that?
2: Uh, don't, we don't I'm not care. Sure. Do uh, you have the Do you have the social comments ready? Because we're going to need those in a minute. The oh, YouTube. Oh yeah, me.
1: we are talking about the YouTube people again, aren't we? Yeah,
2: we're going to bring. We have comments. You said you had some, right?
1: I thought I did. As oh, do boy. I. Oh. Okay.
2: Okay, we're going to get to that in a minute. But I have another question, and you sort of touched on this already. Lewis, so I'm going to go to you first, ML. What's a story that you really would like to do and never have had a chance to do? Do you have something off the top of your head that, you'd like, oh, if I could make this happen, if I could get this together for Vital MX. Uh,
1: I have one, and I'm definitely working on it. It's just going to be insanely long. It's going to be a huge long form and probably take most of this year messing with it. Um, I want to tell the story of Factory Connection Racing. Um, there was a lot of people on that team that were really great to me in the early years in media um, that – really gave me great access and just took care of me. Um, I'm really bummed at the way the team ended. Uh, Again, just a lot of great people there. It was quite the empire. Um, I would love to tell the full story of the team, and I've kind of talked to a lot of the guys there about doing it. I just need to start putting it together. But, again, as many people have been there, it is going to be a mountain of a project. So haven't done it yet. Definitely plausible. Going to be working on it.
3: Lewis, anything? Sexton just liked my tweet oh, oh. <laughs> Has it, did he follow wait, you ahead it, of time but, the tweet,
1: no. but wait wait is it the tweet you sent after the ac one or did you send another one I after the chase it,
3: i put times two <laughs> um he <laughs> um, did say follow you on twitter um uh, that's three arms no uh yeah obvious, obviously mathis does the re-raceables podcast yes. which covers this and i've told him that he should do this to make me happy but i would love to sit down with ricky and chad and discuss san diego 05 not just that race
2: as the core Go ahead. Well uh, no. does he know who our guests are next week?
3: I know. Uh, it's not them. But the other two. There's that's, there is no way <laughs> you <laughs> could pull that off. Um, oh, wow. no, don't doubt me. Jesus. Don't um, doubt me. I would like to do a I would like to do a podcast where that is the the nucleus yes and then off of that you branch but i'd love to get because obviously coming into that race i think ricky had won five in a row six in a row chad was the defending champion it was like the dynamic was shifting the power the momentum that came from chad's title was disappearing it was kind of do or die for chad at that point ricky was a long way ahead like almost out of sight i think that gets lost ricky was like quite far ahead and somehow you don't see it now. You didn't see it then. Reed ran him down lap after lap, getting closer and closer. As he got closer, you could see his body language change. There's one clip. Uh, I can't remember what lap it's from, but Reed comes over to finish, can see Ricky for the first time. And you can see physically his body language kind of goes to let's go. Yeah. And that, when I see that, nothing happened. He just jumps for jump. But when I see that moment, I get goosebumps every time. Cause I'm like, Oh boy, it, that would be <laughs> fantastic.
1: The, bit i've gone to travel and hang around ricky he has
3: such an insane memory well, for detail on races insane i i don't think i've ever mentioned it to ricky but mm-hmm. going back to the introducing things reed does not know who i am he does not know my name he does recognize me as the san diego 2005 <laughs> guy. you're the 05 guy that's yeah because i i've never introduced myself oh, okay but he the year he retired when he was in the a1 press conference they asked him what his favorite race was and when I he said uh, Daytona 2005, I think, when I spoke to him next, I went, I said, like, oh, I'm really, like, disappointed that my favorite rider, or my old favorite rider, um, didn't say San Diego 2005. Like, how did you not say that? And then the next time I saw him, I went, so do you want to talk about San Diego 2005? And then now he knows me as yeah, that guy. Yeah. That, is that
1: just your intro every time? <laughs> <Yeah>. You're <laughs> the 05 San yeah, Diego guy. Pretty
3: much.
2: <laughs> well, next up, I want to introduce the FXR. I'll see if I say this right, Lewis. Slag off, your bloody bloke segment. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. That's okay? <laughs> FXR is designed by racers for racers. With industry-leading fit, finish, and performance, progression is the name of the game with every new piece created. At FXR, we push our brand to the next level to provide you with the best products possible. Visit fxrracing.com to see the numerous gear lines and colorways as well as snow lines and lifestyle casual wear. So, the FXR Slag Off, your Bloody Bloke segment are comments of people who don't necessarily love Lewis. Michael, did you find a couple?
1: I haven't pulled them up yet. What's uh, oh my Lewis gosh. has his? Do I you, Lewis so said do you he have some pulled. that you pulled? that? You,
3: yes. Are they good or bad? Uh, they're, uh, bad. Okay. I always oh. feel bad for Darkseid because of all the hate he gets. But seriously, how dumb can a guy be saying sewer and only getting Ben? Use your brain, please. Okay. That's, I don't see anything wrong with that. That's fine. <laughs> you don't see anything wrong with that?
2: Hey, by the way, Chase said,
3: had fun. Yeah, he he meant because of me. Yes, he did. Of course. Um, oh, yeah, you've, I've lost I've lost it again, again. I've, no, okay. Let me just um, okay. I'm so this, is, this one we, up. we
2: got a little bit of dead air here. Um, because Lewis does get some positives ML, a lot. He's one of those guys that only can focus on the negative. Yeah. As why, we've why heard is it? of, of the
1: hundred comments about? that can be positive, you have one negative, and it, it just seems to r- rule your world for a yeah. little
2: bit. Is that? Okay, okay, I'm Actually, trying to be good. I don't know a lot about your your uh, background, and we're gonna get your your buddy, our our other employee, Sean, who is really the key to the whole success of what we're doing right now. He's gonna come on in a few minutes.
1: I think we're gonna wait till next week. He's well, a little oh, yeah, under the that's weather. Right. We're, that's right. We'll he's wait sick. Till next we're gonna week. say that.
2: Okay, but Sean's still the he's still the man. I, I like Sean better than I like Lewis. But yeah, I did no, get Lewis, impression. With your background, no, with your background, like growing up, did you get a lot of? Uh, praise from your parents how was your childhood wow
3: <laughs> well, we're going to this this,
2: i'm asking this because you do focus on the negative like uh, you're not used to getting positive well feedback
3: do you want me to um we no, don't have okay. to have a, like we don't have to have a, like a lay on the couch session but i just, don't know what you want me to say just, um, no, I just always have wanted to be better. Like I was, yeah, shit no on, I, I was shit on a motocross bike and I went racing every weekend. And every time I left the race, I was like, fuck, I wish I could be better. I wish I could be better. I wish I could be better. Even if you, did you win? Like I'd ever? never won anything. Oh, okay, I was okay, okay, bad. Okay. But like whether I did good by my standards, sure. I was Do still you... like, but this, okay, that's, that was good. But I want to be better. I want to be better. Like same with anything. Do you think if you had won, you'd still be like not good enough? Well, the bad thing is my dad was a very good rider mm-hmm. and so was my brother. So I was like the black sheep of the family
2: <laughs> in my eyes. Did they treat you that way?
3: No. Okay. But there was one time when my brother who was on a 50 was sat in staging, as you guys call it, with my dad. And I walked over and said something like, oh, I need tear offs. And a family friend looked at me and went, I didn't know you had another kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I knew this man. I was like, really? I know. You. Like, like, we, so like, wow, that is terrible. wow, stuck with it. scarring. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: Wow. But no, well, I you like.
3: I just want to be, I just want to be good. Like I, I mean, it's okay. the same as any, what is life without a drive to be successful, without right. a drive to be good? That's, that's not a bad point. That is what successful people do. Like this, like this is, I think I personally think this has been a good podcast. Okay. I will say that because it's gone through my mind. But is I it have, because you're on it? No. <laughs> I just, because of Chase it, Sexton, clearly. It has gone through my mind that this has been a good podcast with good discussion, good interviews. However, I've already thought to myself, but it can be better. Of course, because of course. that's just because that's sure. I'm, I'm not I'm just that type of guy. ML, if you can't find any, please, we, we can move please
1: on. tell this guy to say three, not free. It's third, not third. English yeah. people can't just choose to say it that way. You sounds that, horrible. You did that last week, I think. Not that one. Oh, there was. There's been multiple. Just say the threes. <laughs>
3: it's just repetitive. It's just a common theme. Well, I don't know what people want from me, to be honest. There was a comment. There was a comment that I can't find now. But basically, after Pulp said, um, I seriously can't take anything the dark side does seriously anymore. Uh, if he doesn't know the name of Stefan Everts' dad, then why should we bother listening to Ooh. him?
1: Yeah. I didn't know Harry Everett. So I was uh, a, little, a little disappointed.
3: Well, you know
2: what? I'll do better. I, I want to be better. So we're going to get better. Someone, uh, so you some...
1: two share something in common.
2: Yes, exactly. Uh, next up, the 6D helmets pick, picks for San Diego 6D, since the inception almost 12 years ago, 6D Helmets has been dedicated to the relentless pursuit of brain protection from the original ATR-1 to its successor, the ATR-2. The goal was to develop a revolutionary design concept utilizing creative, forward-thinking technology that would change the market and improve the safety capabilities of sports helmet. The helmet is the most important piece of protective equipment you will purchase, so visit 6DHelmets.com or go to your local dealership and ask for 6D. Uh, I have enlisted my co-host, scotty scotty t he's on the line right now what's up scotty
5: what's going on guys
2: not much we're going to get into our picks for san diego scotty you've been listening to the show from texas how's it going how do you feel like it's uh sounding
5: man it's been really good i've been uh interested to see what what everybody is in the chats and it's a lot of a lot more people than we used to have so it's been cool to see
1: and i that's probably welcome to vital yeah actually let's just (laughs) or chase sexton or lewis and chase sexton together Okay.
3: The Sexton ship.
1: It is just it's gone from being a little dingy to a full size cruise ship instantly. <laughs>
3: Honestly, I'm gonna be yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be busy this weekend because I've got to go and C A C and discuss bar to bar. Then I've got to hop over to Sexton and motivate him. Like I'm gonna be and you got sewer with you and the you whole sewer time
2: and do the, the sewer on the on the streets. It's,
3: it's too much. It's uh, too much. I've got too much on my too plate. Too much for one Lewis to handle.
2: So Scotty, <laughs> let's let's go to you first. Who is your winner? Uh, Who's your top three? For San Diego, 450 class.
5: 450 class. Um, I'm going to go, I think Anderson has a better weekend against third. And then I really think it's going to come down to a Sexton Tomac battle. Okay. And I'm probably going to put, can't go wrong with the pass. So I probably go put Tomac first and then we'll do Sexton second.
2: All right. ML, who you got?
1: Uh, Chase winning. Not that difference guys. Chase winning. Eli Second uh anderson third i think anderson yes rebounds um and i think that i i just don't see somebody winning two in a row at the beginning with the kind of years we've had the last few years i i would peg uh chase to being able to get it done do i even need to ask lewis who's gonna win i'm actually really curious what his top i mean we know who's gonna win but i'm curious his version of who's gonna win but i'm curious on his top three
3: um my heart says, first Chase Sexton, second Adam Cincerello, third Jeremy Sewer, seeing as he'll be in <laughs> attendance. He's just going to line but, up. He's just going to gear up and take them. My head says, Chase Sexton. I, I think Tomac doesn't do as well. Okay, I think the struggles that we perhaps saw coming start to rear their the, head the a little bit. The crystal
1: ball is starting to become clear for
3: you. I think it starts to rear its head a little bit. So I'll go Sexton... Webb again. Oh. Webb. And then Mookie. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Even after the crash. Even you think also, he'll rebound two that way? I like
5: those picks. Yeah, I do those like are, those picks. I
3: like
2: it. If he's right, I'm I don't even I we're not gonna hear the end of it.
5: I will say I will say that I think a lot of that has to do with the track. What what kind of track we get is gonna answer Lewis's questions.
1: Well, I think the other interesting part is we don't have past to go off of. I uh, got mentioned today we are in a new stadium, so yep. a little bit different layout than what we have used to see. We're back out of a baseball into more of a football stadium for San Diego. It's not reusing any of the past dirt. I'm curious what we get for material. I know it is not the dirt we used from Petco for yeah, Qualcomm.
2: I think so. has tweeted about uh-huh. that, but I did yes. okay.
1: And they also brought in because the it was pretty mucky and, and slimy after the Monster Jam. There's mm. a whole fresh batch that's been brought in. And that's again, nice. it's not from a prior stadium, so We don't really you can't look at the last couple of years and base it off that we we could end up with a different situation.
2: I have a question for you guys. Just going to San Diego made me think of this. And I think Scotty Uh and I have talked about this in the past. How do you guys feel when on the broadcast a guy like in the past Ralph Shaheen would say, oh, we're back in San Diego and Chad Reed loves this track. Like I I, that shit drives me crazy because it's such a different track. Eh, it's Ma- an
1: energy because Chad always yeah, did the, get they, fired up. There are certain rounds you would talk to him about, and it doesn't matter what's going on that weekend. He lights up. It, it's an energy thing. I will agree
3: with you on every single other example besides that one, because yeah. Chad <laughs> did so well at San Diego, yeah. but there is something there. But other times I'm like, yeah, whatever. Exactly, Scotty, and- what do you think, man?
5: I think that, you know, so football teams and professional athletes, like, yeah, they go away, but they also have their home crowd and their home crowd always loves them. So it's, it's weird with these, with these supercross guys cause so it's, it's a whole different set of people, but every week it's the same guys that are getting showcased. So I think those guys do based on what had happened in the past, or maybe if that's an area that is close to where they're from originally, I think that energy does play a huge part in it. And I think that that has, has a big factor.
1: And I think again, riders are just so such mental children as we see, like, good feelings good memories like i've come here i've won and i've especially somebody like take chad's case who has taken down go to if you not only have you won there but if you've dominated someone there if you've taken down like your main competition and just you can really feed off that it, it's one thing if you've had a win there or had success some of your better races but also uh, how were those races again did you completely mentally demoralize the competition yeah
2: okay yeah uh, Scotty, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. You're going to be taking over the uh, reins of producing. Are you ready for all the new stuff, the new camera system, and trying to up our game as ML and Lewis are trying to force us to do?
5: Yeah, I'm here for it. I mean, this is—I think this is the first time I've actually talked to Michael and and Philip. So uh, Louis, Louis, Lewis, Lewis Phillips. Phillips. Yeah, so I, I don't even I, know his name because he never introduced I, himself. I didn't introduce myself because <laughs> why would I?
1: Just putting in that <laughs> work till everybody knows it.
5: Yeah.
2: Scotty, before I let you go, we're going to be wrapping this thing up. Did, are you, You're playing fantasy this year, right?
5: Uh, That's no, a negative. Oh,
2: you didn't play. All right. Well, I want to remind everybody no. there is a Moto X pod show league. I'd almost forgotten about it. So somebody reminded Your me. Your own league? Yeah.
1: I just oh, wow. I almost forgotten.
2: But I can tell is, there's a lot
1: of attention put towards us.
2: Yeah. I, <laughs> I just play. I, I forget what leagues I'm in because I'm in so many. But there is a Moto X pod show league. So if you want to go join, search it out on the league search option uh, you're about to say something else ml
1: do you do well in any of these leagues
2: yeah i got 246 points last y- week i was killing it i mean last year was really bad but i i do okay like yeah. 1,000 1500th which when there's 6,000 yeah. people in or whatever it's yeah it's not bad i don't really ever get i think one time i actually got a prize and it was a goggle company other than the goggle company at the time i was sponsored by so i couldn't even do anything with it yeah, I'm not. I'm not good enough to win a prize most of the times. But I, I, Scotty, you know this. I am positive this is mostly a game of
1: luck, genius or lucky. You are the new Travis Marks.
2: It's just luck. You can pick <laughs> the most consistent <laughs> right? guys, and as soon as you pick them, they don't race. They they crash. So it's it's crazy. Uh, Scotty, all right, man. Uh, appreciate you jumping on for a little bit. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we got cool to get the reel alright you All right,
5: y'all take care.
2: Okay, Scotty, thanks, man. See ya. It's my guy, Scotty Thompson, Scotty T. Uh, okay, so I want to thank Luxon. When it comes to triple clamp, suspension, and chassis parts, there's no comparison. Luxon MX makes the best parts you can buy. Luxon's advanced engineering background and techniques allow them to develop products that are unlike the rest, lighter and stronger with optimized stiffness to enhance your riding comfort and, pres- and precision. And Luxon products are designed, engineered, and made in the USA. Check them out online at www.luxonmx.com. All orders of $100 or more ship free with, within the continental US, and you can save 10% on all their product with promo code MOTOXPOD. Lewis, you're, uh, you're playing fantasy, right? Yep. So we're all in. We, we, need, to, we need to jump in the MotoXPOD show, Lee. I
3: will not, and you can't tell me what to do. Okay.
2: Um, wow, all right. I don't even know where to go with that. It just completely throws me off my game at all times. I,
3: I feel like, here's the thing. Have you not figured out
1: by now it's not going to go the way you think it is?
2: Yes, I, I'm pretty aware. Uh, we're about to wrap this thing up. Anything else you want to talk about, Lewis? Anything that stands out that we didn't get to that's on your mind?
3: I had something a minute ago, but I just lost it um, again. This show has rattled me beyond... Wow. Rattle, just, just your two favorite um, guys in No, here. I just want... Uh, I just want everything to be better. Me, Vital, everything, podcast, yeah. everything. I want everything to be I, better. That
2: reminded me you didn't do the clap when Chase came on.
3: Oh, I will be clapping all the way home. Okay. Don't you worry. Um, we can
2: announce before I go to you, ML. Well, anything, ML, you want to touch on that we didn't?
1: No, I'm waiting. What's the announcement?
2: We can go ahead and announce we have a guest booked for next week. One already if you want to give him a heads up
1: a preview of what's coming. Oh, yeah. Dean Wilson will be on next weekend.
2: Dino, yeah. Firepower Honda, he's going to be on. He, he struggled at A1. We're hoping he turns that around at San Diego, and maybe we'll have some positives to talk about with him.
3: Do you think that when you said that you won't bother Chase for a few months, does that apply to me by default? No, no okay. absolutely
2: not. I'm just not come going on. to ask him to come on the podcast. He's hoping
3: you're going to tweet about him again already. I have. Again already? Yes. Nice. Um, I, uh, yeah, That's good, because I will be spending a lot of time over there. and if anyone else at vital mx tries to interview chase i will so wait i I I would like to know
1: okay so there's saturdays with with sewer you i know you won't reuse the branding so it can't be saturdays with sexton what do we got the
3: chase and chase podcast
1: there we go coming soon (laughs) to vital mx
3: i'm literally i am literally a marketing genius (laughs) coming soon as well as jesus as we established earlier And Baker and Roger DeCosta are the perfect combination. Honestly, I'm, t- I'm tired. The, yeah, amount of, well, the amount of hats I wear as Jesus and the other people that I mentioned that I can't remember right now. <laughs> it's very busy.
2: Well, let's wrap this thing up. I want to thank our presenting sponsors, Race Tech and Boysen, as well as X-Brand, Guts Racing, FXR, 6D, WUSA, Motul, Prox, Luxon, all on board with us and don't forget about the if you're in the minnesota area to go to check out pdr performance from racetech.com they're the local service center for racetech
3: what you got lewis um seeing as uh see this is oh no everyone's gonna think this everyone's gonna take this maybe this joke is too far
2: no go with it
3: seeing as you just called chase do you think you could ping his location so i can hop for over there as quickly as possible (laughs) like establish the nearest cell tower
2: we can do that out there we'll get it done okay let's go
3: then